too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party! Feed us drinks! Get us laid! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for you here. Hey bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weird I have danced twice? Do you wanna know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women call me quit with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid Rock it up and down your block Go All right. the bottle of scotch All right Buy a yacht with a flag All right Welcome everybody to the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Friday, April 21st. We are broadcasting, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. That includes getting your MBA in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how that happens. Uh, we're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America. You know what's better is the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. It is Spring Game Friday. We've got lots to get to on that front. We've got some transfer portal news, as always. We've got the Avs smacking the Kraken back down to reality last night. Uh, we'll talk about that. Before we do any of it, we got to say hey to TK. Looking good? Looking glorious? Feeling good? How's your Friday? It's better, better, better after the first intermission of last night's game. And apparently, according to all the pundits in the, in, the, in the studio, the Seattle Kraken were just manhandling Colorado. They had no hope. They looked, they looked soft. They look intimidated. At least that's I, I, I'm going to agree with them because I, I couldn't tell you from watching the game. I don't know. I'm, I'm lucky just to keep track of the puck, to be honest with you. And then I tweeted the wake the F up, yeah. Rick, Rick Pitino to Russ uh, gif, and changed the entire game. Yeah. I, I, I kid you not. I, it was 2 nothing. I went to the kitchen to nuke up some meatloaf and mashed potatoes, your favorite. Ugh. Took 90 seconds in the microwave. Maybe another 90 seconds preparing it. Three minutes I'm gone. Of real time, so that could be maybe two minutes of game time. I come back, and it's 2-2. They scored two goals in 48 I seconds. I mean, what are you doing to me? What happened? And the second was a butte. Uh, that was, they, 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 they started trying. That's what happened. And they took over the game. It, it, Do they not know what is at stake here? I don't know what was going on. They, they, looked, they looked like they did the entire first game, and then it was like somebody finally looked the switch. And that entire third period, it was just, I don't know how you felt watching it or if, if you were even watching it at I that actually, point. I, I was. I had it on mute, though, because I was on the phone with a buddy of mine I hadn't talked to in a while. And gotcha. I, I was in just conversation with him, but I had the game on, so I saw the final goal. The entire third yeah. period, though, it just felt like you're waiting for the Avs to score. Like, if the Kraken were going to score, it was going to be on some sort of, like, BS um, like, okay counter rush. Like, it was just, like, the Avs had chance after chance after chance. They were the aggressors, and then, sure enough, they... 
got the lead and held on to the lead, and now we have a even series at 1-1. I, I still think it's going to be a series, though. The Kraken, they clearly are not overmatched here. Um, but That's back to, We're the seventh seed, right? Yes. I feel like it's, I feel like, it's like I, I made a bad gambling choice here. So? Like I, I bet on the seven seed over the two seed, which the odds should be like are obviously are not in my favor just off that alone. I mean, and on top of it, like if I lose, I gotta walk across a like, like across a river, like I'm Jesus or something. I gotta walk across the river and back. You, you're like you're, I'm just having to treat you like like you treat Virginia with vegetables. I'm like. Yeah, I don't want to eat them. They look disgusting. No, try it. And then you and you watch out, and you're like, it's delightful. I'm not gonna. Think and and so this this is like the scenario. Yet I, me, I get to have like a heart attack trying to get across the river. Oh, hold on, Walk, <laughs> watching shallow hell takes like an hour and, and what half hour and forty five minutes. Ah, uh, probably. Walking across the walking bridge, even for you, is going to be like a twenty minute thing. You want to bet? Yes. <laughs> you want to make another bet? If I don't make it, if I make it, takes longer than an hour and a half. Then you have to watch shallow hell when I get back. I mean, it's a good thing that we're having this bet in the first round of the playoffs and not like in late May, early June, where it's be like sweltering. It, it, the weather should be fine. You're going to be okay. I mean, again, my one-year-old son walked pretty much across and back. Oh, that's great. When he was I was barely one, held. When I was one, I could do it too. I had the energy. Let's see, John, let's see John do it at 43. His legs are <laughs> like eight, one 18th the, the length of yours. And they probably still stride longer than mine. Now. No, they don't. They they don't. You can do this. I've got, I've got faith in you. You. Well, I have faith in the Kraken to stop me from having to do it. Well, we'll find out about that. Come on, Kraken. We want to hear. Let's from, go, Seattle, baby. We, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. As always, hit us up with your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns at 502-414-1450. And a reminder: Thornton's is hooking you up with eighty-nine cent fountain drinks of thirty-two ounces or smaller. It's a big old drink for less than a buck. Only Thornton's hey. is going to make that happen for you. Download that refreshing rewards app. Save yourself some money at the pump. Hop inside, buy an 89-cent fountain drink, and then text us at 502-414-1450. It's nasty out there. And it's, it's what's That's another thing that sucks what the Kraken did to me. Like, I was, it was all perfect. See, they were going to win. I was going to do all Seattle songs today. It looks like Seattle outside. It does. It's like, it was just, everything was just lined up perfectly. And you know. Oh, I noticed, like, I'm curious. I do need to look up the UofL School of Business and get my degree in 12 months because I think about degree, that. It's your MBA. Oh, because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going on year like 16 and I haven't got either. Okay, you do not have your undergrad degree. <laughs> no. To get your MBA, you're going to have to handle that first. <laughs> which, was, which one comes first? Just regular degree or MBA? The, under, the MBA is a postgraduate degree. Well, of course. That's, that's why you go pro. It's a master's. Oh. Is it above or below the master's? It is a master's. I didn't know there's different layers. Masters of Business Administration. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's so confusing. No wonder I didn't go that far. You're gonna need your college degree first. This is, wor- this is harder to get a, get, a, get a hang on than the Boy Scouts. It's not that tough. <laughs> not that tough. At least all they, I knew how to do them was, you know, don't be alone with a scoutmaster and stay for ten years and you get to be an eagle. Uh, it's like, uh, I mean, it's too easy rules. <laughs> Good lord. Um, it's it's like uh, they who who's the point guard Eric Bledsoe. Taking Algebra 2 before Algebra 1. That's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> so that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. You get your MBA before you get your degree. Is it N or M? M. Masters. Okay. I keep thinking it's N. Well, I just told you what it stood for. <laughs> Should have been a giveaway. you think it would, but it's not. How much did you celebrate last night? Oh, pretty much. I can tell. I vaguely remember what I even watched. I don't remember what I passed out for. I think I passed out watching a Big Bang rerun. Well, you asked me for another Disney movie, and you're going to watch Encanto at one point. Yeah, I did. I didn't get around to it because I ended up watching. 
in, in fairness, like right before you text me, text me back, Independence Day came on USA, so I started watching that instead, and uh, and then and I end up watching some uh, and some more of your favorite movie because it came on again, Gran Torino. Is it Shallow Hell? No, your other favorite. You've watched Gran Torino twice in a week. Well, I only watched like the last hour and a half of this one. You don't have to watch movies that come on TV. I, <laughs> well, I pay for the cable. I'm paying for them to choose for me to watch. That's that's what I'm doing. That's what I want. I don't want. I don't have to make decisions. Okay. Well. I don't have to make choices in life. I've done enough of that, and clearly I've done poorly at it. Something to be said for that, I suppose. <laughs> so that's why, like, I've always wanted that thing on like Netflix or streaming sites to where you just pick a button and it'll randomly pick like a like a show from a series. Like you pick a series and hit the random button, like a shuffle button in that like series, and it'll pick a random episode. Well, like, well they have also have like a choose for me button on Netflix. So yeah, but I want to like go to like SBU and be like hit random then. Like, like I would be like picking, you know, or you know, an, a, a sitcom, a, a specific sitcom or show. Didn't hit the, sh- the shuffle button. You can just like close your eyes and just like press a bunch of buttons. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but I usually, that's how I handle my work. So I mean, that's, that's how we're on the board here. I don't want to do that at home. That's, <laughs> you don't want to intertwine at home and work. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking, speaking of mixing business with pleasure, okay. Good job, Lions. Oh my god! My da- is it, I, clearly clearly the fantasy gods hate my dynasty team. Am I wrong in that this <laughs> this is another wakey leak situation where there there are multiple teams caught up in this, and yet all anybody's talking about is the Lions and the Lions. Well, they're players. like four players. Well, I mean, it's they're, and the uh, biggest one is clearly. I mean, I know the other names, but like because and Quentin Sipes, uh, I think it's Sipes or whatever. He's he's actually a decent receiver, but uh, I mean, Jameson Williams is by far the biggest name on the list. I mean, we, we can't even we can't even gamble well. I mean, you had a, what did they, I haven't read the details. I just saw they've been suspended for a year. I don't know if there are details. No, they haven't been suspended for a year. Oh I, well, I thought some were up no, for a year. They, they've got uh, Jameson Williams is six games. Okay, that's not that. Stanley Berryhill six games. Quintez uh, Safis is, is indefinitely, and then CJ Moore is indefinitely. So those are and years. so is the Commanders player, the Shaka Tony. Yeah, those guys. So that means probably a year then for them. I don't think so. I mean, indefinitely is. I, I would assume that it's. I guess it depends on the, the level. I mean, it's, it's Coach K. It's going to be one game. Well, but Calvin Ridley got a year for gambling. But he, he also did it during the season and on NFL as well. Yeah, we don't have the, the details here. I don't know. But I mean, even the, the second the Lions get a little bit of momentum, the second that we have some hope going into a season where we're going to – I guess the first time that we have, like, playoff buzz going into a year in, what, at least seven, six, seven seasons. Yeah, and, probably coming off the last And we, we're going to just completely screw it up with the, the dumbest offseason. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> and I'm not defending it. There's, there's three of the four major sports up teams in Vegas now. How are you getting in trouble? I'm, I'm not defending, but at the same time, you've got like this is the NFL that's like DraftKings bringing you NFL coverage today on Fox, and also look up our new partnership with the you know, FanDuel and get Joe Theismann's picks before the game and take uh, take Terry Bradshaw's money with his gambling picks. And now let's get back to our coverage of these gambling suspensions. Like it just feels a little bit wrong. But at the same time, I understand the rule. I understand why you can't have players gambling on even on games that they're not playing in. Uh, I mean, it's not that hard to like not if you want to get listen. I, as coming from a gambler, I mean, people are like, okay, you can gamble, but you just can't gamble on one sport. I'd be like, uh, okay. I mean, you can't be. I mean, that's why I need to know the details here. Like, were they just like? It's got to be something. Man, what's it was like of, a Super Bowl. Were they doing like the squares for the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's in the minor. Yeah, is this one of those deals where like a coach gets suspended for? filling out an NCAA tournament bracket, or were they, like, gambling big money after they, their game wrapped up at four? 
hitting up the four o'clock window games and being like, "Here's five thousand on the Chiefs." I don't know. I don't like, know if Fanduel should be like, like frowned upon. I mean, it's because you're just you're just taking chances on players' performance. I guess not. Well, but Fanduel can you can do everything. That's not all. That's, all, that's true. Not yeah, all FanDuel right, is. Right, you yeah. can just gamble straight up. Yeah, you're right. FanDuel. It's not daily fantasy anymore. Yeah, they do everything. So does DraftKings as well. Everything. Right, yeah. yeah, I think every site does everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah, now. You're right. It, well, it depends. Like they have two versions. It depends on what state you're in that which allows it. Because the daily fantasy stuff you can do like in any state, no matter what. But the uh, yeah, gamb- actual gambling on the games, you have to be. You can't do it here, obviously. Because I got two different DraftKings like. It's classic apps. lines, yeah. classic lines. Just... She crossed that. <laughs> I mean, and it, it, was he was he doing this when he was injured? Just like Calvin Ridley again, another Alabama wide receiver. Hey, I don't feel like playing because my team sucks, and I'm gonna go home and cry about it. So instead, I'm gonna go home and gamble on the NFL. Now I'm gonna get suspended for a whole year. I don't know. I mean, Jameson at least was injured. This guy you traded up to get, by the way. Yeah. You can give up a whole lot, to be honest with you. At least we're maybe they saw this coming because we have stocked up, restocked at the wide receiver position during the offseason. So I don't, I mean, maybe they thought this was going to happen. Well, you I let don't Shark know. go, though. We did because we brought back, um, what's his name? The guy who caught four touchdown passes back in the uh, day. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is back on the team. Um, still have Amon Ra. Still got. Amon Ra. Amon Ra's a beast. Amon Ra. We're going to be okay. <laughs> he sounds so confident. Well, I'm, I'm a Lions fan. What do you want me to say? This is. <laughs> I did, as soon as I saw NFL suspended players and I saw Jason, I was like, it's like man, I just kind of want to go over to Mike's house and just give him a hug. It was okay. It's, like, it's going to be okay, dude. We'll be fine. I mean, Williams <laughs> is, is really the only huge hit out of that group. The other, the receiver, the the, the gives with a Q. He's a he's a he's a speed guy. He's a he's a get off the, which sucks because that's what Jamison Williams. That's who you would maybe move in Williams' spot if he's well, out. They'll bring Khalif Raymond to that spot, I think. Yeah. And, and they'll be he's fine. He's smaller, though. He'll be okay. Hard, yeah. He's only like 5'7. They're going to be fine. The other dude's like 6'1. He reminds me of Quiz Watkins. Who Everybody's going to be okay. Okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> Sounds so confident. We're going to be good. No worries about this. Someone's sitting right now and goes, oh, man, it's Red's talk already. <laughs> nope, we're talking Lions right now. I just got an Esquire email. It's what to read while getting high. I'm not going to read if I get high. Yeah, I was going to say. Read the instructions on how to bake a box of brownies. That's what I'm reading. And I see just a graphic of a fat guy next to a book of Lord of the Rings. It's it's what a stereotype. This is not going to be an article for you. I can already tell that much. You can't intertwine stereotypes. Lord of the Ring nerds are not necessarily potheads. I disagree to that. Disagree to it? Yeah. But with it. Both. Because first of all, I don't like. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. I'm not either. And uh, I mean, what are you saying here, Mike? <laughs> then, I'm saying I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. <laughs> so you're saying on the other side, huh? Uh, and then, yeah, I'm, I mean, we're more of like cartoons. And so we, we'll do cartoons. We're not reading. We're definitely not watching somebody walk. Or walking ourselves. Yeah. I mean, why don't we watch nine hours of somebody walking? Even the trees walking that damn thing. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I went to all of them in theaters. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen each. I don't think I've seen any of them since the theaters, though. I, I hate that we're doing with, with this weather today because it is. It's the J- debut of Jeff Brom, and we kind of. I know that we saw this coming. I know that there was. We talked about it yesterday, but to see it actually kind of be out there in full force, it is. I mean, it's, it's going to keep people away, unfortunately, because it's, it's a spring game. And there's no way we're not going to. I mean, short of like somehow big lightning storm, this, there's no canceling, right? No. And if they did, if they did like 
if there was a lightning, you probably would just cancel the spring game. They probably just wouldn't play it. I don't think they would make it up at this point. But no, it, well, it's, I mean, like I was planning on like grabbing the kiddos and maybe watching at least like the ones versus ones portion. Maybe getting get, like forty five minutes of game time in before we got to go home and do bedtime stuff. And now I think that we're we're not going to, which sucks. But I think a lot of people are probably in that boat. But you'll still have a lot of. The diehards will be out there. They'll have the ponchos. You're allowed to bring umbrellas in now to Cardinal Stadium, which is not <gasps> typically the case. But tonight they've made an exception. If you want to bring umbrellas in, you can. It's going to be okay. Uh, we got the, the the lots are already open. If you want to go out there and tell, maybe you're listening to the show tailgating right now, and God love you if you are. But tailgating lots are open right now. The alley, I believe, is is open. They're going to start serving at uh, at four, I think, with live music. That's still going to go on. So all the festivities are still in play. Huge recruiting weekend still on tap. The game should be fun. I mean, I do. I, I guess you kind of get. I don't know if it's the same with like the, the sports turf that they have nowadays, but even with the sports turf and, and all the, the the new developments, when it rains, I still feel like there's probably a, what a higher risk of injury. And the biggest the biggest goal for any spring game across the country at any level is just no major injuries, right? So it's the given everywhere, every yeah. right, and maybe Jeff Brom. You know, he he gave it away on our show yesterday when he came on talking about I we're not you're not gonna see a whole lot of the best players. You know, we're, we're probably gonna give them a, a couple of series of the ones versus ones, and then you're gonna see more of the younger guys getting the reps. I wonder if maybe he dials that back even more now with the the rain being out there and says, Look, you know, we, we were gonna give the ones four series, now we're gonna give them three or something like that. I don't know. But um it, it doesn't because we do know a lot of the players that are currently starting. But, like, I want to see Jack Plummer tonight. I know that he's been playing college football for a long time, and we've seen him at other places. But, you know, I want to see him up close. We haven't seen him in red yet. We have not seen him in red and white yet or red and black. I want to see him play a little bit. I am curious to see the quarterbacks behind him. We know what Brock Doman can do and what Evan Conley can do, even though we haven't seen Conley in a while healthy. But I want to see Caleb Johnson. I don't know if Pierce Clarkson, it sounded like the way that that Jeff was talking yesterday, it doesn't sound like Pierce Clarkson will be a full go uh, in this. But I want to see the new running back additions. I certainly want to see the new wide receivers. It's great to hear things about Jamari Thrash and to hear things about Kevin Coleman, but to see them with our own eyes will be a big deal. And then that new look defense. It sounds like the the defensive players are adjusting well to the new scheme. Jeff had extremely high praise for Ashton Gelada yesterday on the show. Um, said that they need some work at, at linebacker, but he likes the way the secondary is playing, specifically Jarvis Brownlee. So a lot to still be on the lookout for tonight. I do hate that it's it's going to be raining, but if you can't make it out there, if you're like me, can't bring the kiddos out in that weather, uh, it will be streaming live on the ACC Network Extra. Just fire up that Watch ESPN app. You'll be able to find it. And uh, that's the good thing about living in, in 2023 is if you can't make it to an event, typically you're going to have somewhere where you can watch it. That's a that's a good thing. I have a double-edged sword here because like, on one hand, I was like, well, you know, I'm, I want to watch it, but I'll probably watch it like delayed off the app because I'm doing the bass game. I was like, well, the bats game might get rained out, but if it gets rained out, then... We may not have a bats game. Huh? may not have a bats game. But if we don't have a bats game, there's a good chance that we don't have a spring practice either. <laughs> well, no. I mean, a baseball game is much more likely to get rained out than a That's spring true, game. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but then again, but also, like you just said, even if we have it, it's, I mean, it's going to be so limited now, even even more so than normal. But, you know, I don't know. Either or. Bats, by the way, last night, four straight wins. This is the hottest team. I mean, this is what Mother, Mother Nature's trying to slow us down. Don't let them get hot, guys. Don't I mean, let these bats get hot. Sure, Charlotte was the only team that was worse than Louisville last year. Doesn't Nashville. matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to their best players, Billy Hamilton. Is it really? Yeah, it is. It's the same one, yeah. 
Well, it doesn't look like he's their best player. He's batting last and hitting 172. Well, that's 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 his group. This is what, <laughs> that's, Not much has changed. That's for Billy. Billy's wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, we did have Ellie De La Cruz make his Louisville bats debut last night. Uh, he went one for five. Uh, did have a, a couple of strikeouts. Not the, the best debut in the world, but look, he's been he's been injured. Just getting back out there. I saw uh, Matt McClain, who's another big time Reds prospect, hit like a five, like an absolute bomb uh, that cleared all the seats in left field. He's he's red hot. He had a big game last night. Bats are. Uh, Bats are rolling right now. Six to two, they take down Charlotte, going for five in a row, weather permitting uh, tonight. The game is, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's you know, they might get to play it. You never know. <laughs> so confident. You never know. I'm, uh, I mean, they haven't seen anything yet. So, I'm, but I, I mean, you look at the radar. The the rain looks to be continuing all the way up to like ten o'clock tonight. It's a slightly later first pitch, so maybe I don't know. It's seven fifteen. The first pitch. Yeah. You'll be able to hear all the action right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. As the bats look for their seventh win and their fifth straight victory uh, over uh, over Charlotte here, I'm just, I'm just glad they're they're not like some of like the old Reds games where they would like they would wait it out for like two three hours and start it. Yeah, minor league baseball is a little bit different. Minor league, yeah, but it's, they're like it's going to be more than an hour. I think the longest delay I've had last year, I had, I want to say it was in it wasn't in Charlotte, it was even I think it was in Durham, where we had like a 45 minute wait and then they played like an inning and then there was like another 45 minute wait. Like, I remember you know. that game last year. <laughs> it's just very annoying. Like I spent most of the night just sitting outside smoking cigarettes at the studio. Like listening. I did enjoy listening to the Nick Kern, like the replay interviews he plays. Like he had like one where it's him and like Joe, Joe Buck sitting around just telling stories. I think every baseball team at every level that has media coverage has those like plug. Like the Braves would always have one. The Reds had this the same conversation between Chris Welsh and Bron- Chris Welsh and Bronson Arroyo, and they would play. There's one year where I saw it like 17 times. Just, I think I know what you're talking. I was about. like, I was like too lazy to turn it off, and I'd be like, I'm I'm watching this again. What am I doing? Like, like half paying attention on my computer. The best version of that would be the interview with Corky Miller. <laughs> be, I, I can see that. Being. I've heard that one about four times. Corky be a good go-to. He's one of few retired players. Corky's the man. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. What happened to the days of just going back to this week in baseball? I don't know, man. Remember, remember those days? Remember, remember those rain delay days? Kind of. <laughs> Going to the go to the hammock phone. Kind of. <laughs> uh, but we will have bats baseball potentially tonight. Uh, hopefully, we hopefully the bats are good to go. Hopefully, the spring game. Okay, I got fully it. good. To are go. you okay, man? You seem down, dude. Uh, it's Friday. I'm just tired. Is it the rain? I mean, did you stay up all night for the? You stayed up for the whole game last night. I did make it to the whole game. Okay, that I can see that. Now. I can see that where you're being a little sleepy, and then the the weather probably has not allowed you to wake up properly. I had, if we're being honest here, and it was not, probably, I have I had like a little bit of a, a crash. Basically. Oh. Yeah, I know. With the, you're going at it Tuesday. The, 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 this thing, it's I called. All it took it out. Of it's you. pretty. It, it is. It, it's it's called uh, post-exertional malaise, and it hits a lot of people. Like if they do something strenuous, like 48 hours on the dot, they will like crash or, or longer. And I have had a, a bad 24 hours here, but it's okay. I'll be fine. I'm just well, it's got a weekend coming up to get refreshed. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Get recharged. Get those batteries refilled. We're going to be okay. And I felt so fine yesterday morning. And then like at 1.30, it was like one of those where like you feel something like, no, 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 no. And it just, yeah, there's nothing you can do. So, but we're trying. We're, we're going to make it through. We're going to be okay. Give me a but thank dance? you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Well, I think it was obvious. Let's well, try <laughs> not to bring it out. I mean, you're, you're over there sounding like me after I just like, Got done walking the four big four bridge like oh, and I don't call you out when you're when you're sitting there stoned. You do and not too. I do not. You do it every time. You always call me out. You're like you look a little sleepy today. Try, look a little down today. Let's not doing the show. A little rough. What's well, I mean, that, That's your own doing. You do that yourself. You choose how to do that. 
Uh, let's take a break. When we I come do back, look a little rough. I woke up like 210 today. Yeah, when we come back, uh, we'll take some texts <laughs> at 502-414-1450. Also, uh, we've got some thoughts on the NFL draft and get the Transfer Portal song ready. We've got Transfer Portal uh, news to talk about on the men's else. basketball front. Uh, we will have a good time. I promise. We'll lift you up. More Mike Rutherford <laughs> Show coming your way next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only happy when it's complicated. And though I know you can't appreciate it. I'm only happy when it rains. You know I love it when the news is back. On a warm summer's evening. On a train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. I thought we were doing so rain themes. Like, this is clearly a I pointed song <laughs> that I don't appreciate. Is it too on the nose? Whiskey, give you some advice. So I handed him five football. Told him to go team. <laughs> then he bombed a cigarette. We're going to be fine. You're right. We're going to be fine. At least it wasn't Jared Goff, right? At least it wasn't Jared Goff. At least it wasn't DeAndre Swift. True. We're going to be fine. Welcome back uh, in. Uh, Friday edition of the Mike. Stop, 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 stop. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. It too long to get to the course of that song. Well, I remember it from the video. I, I can't hear the song anymore without thinking about you and Dugan belting it out as I walk into <laughs> that show from Derby. It was like those, this time a year ago. It was like right, it was Derby Week. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a good song. It's me and Dugan's guest. Dugan knows the whole song by heart. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, he does. It was, he, was, he was putting on quite the show. You both were. It was impressive. I was down with the rhythm. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I'll take some text from you guys. Uh, the, I do love when I catch like the text at like 1.30 that are reacting to the podcast or the delayed broadcast of, of KRC because I can <laughs> get a sense of what was talked about that day. And they're still talking about the android iphone thing really this was it that i thought we hung on to things too long scoots came in here yesterday he and did. then we looking saw he was, looking, he was looking very dapper he had a, dapper, a great uh it was like electric blue button up he was yeah. looking, looking fantastic he's ready for a big date um but then we find on the text line via the krc text that scoots was very upset about the fact that he was some that, that one of the Plummy brothers said he seems like an android user and so much so that the Plumbing Bro like had to apologize. He's like, he's like, I'm giving you a lot of crap for this. I can tell I hit a nerve. I'm so sorry. Like this, it, it, and then Scoots texted in to confirm that it did very much bother him. And now they are. This is still because the, the, the most the first text on the text line is I'm an Android user. Screw off, Plumbing Bro. So this is still it's still an <laughs> ongoing issue here. Android Android users admit to being Android users. This is like my AOL email. I thought I thought it was like the people who bought like Spice Girl CDs. Like we all know they're like millions being sold, but no one wants to admit buying one. When I admit to like the, the AOL.com email, I feel like the need to toss in the same joke every single time. And it's it's appropriate because we talked about Wayne's World earlier this week. I say I fear change every single time. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Like we were at, at the hall on Tuesday. There was one hole where they had this like shot tracker technology. And so they would there was this kid who was clearly like he's like a he works there, but he's very good at golf. You can just tell like he's a probably a college kid. 
and he's got the tech. He's he's manning the camera, and he's like, just put it in there. And he's like, and then he asked for your email, and I'm like, MikeWorth5 at AOL.com. I fear change. Not even a smile. He's like, all right, you can hit whenever you're ready. I was, I was like, he probably didn't know what AOL probably, probably or the line what, was. He probably didn't know either. Either ready to thing. Well, even like if you don't know Wayne's World, it's still like a like you can give me a chuckle, like the uh, me acknowledging the fact that I have a not very like a hot email address these days. Well, I was gonna say is there, I'm glad you worded it that way because is AOL more awkward than having Hotmail still? I think it is just because Hotmail sounds funnier. I mean, does it, Hotmail even exist? Can you have a Hotmail account? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> if I go to their website, if I go to their, like, Hotmail.com, like, what? Because people... I know other AOL email users. I don't know any other Hotmail users. Like, Eric Wood's an AOL guy. Pet40, AOL guy. Ray uh, Ray Lewis, AOL guy. You're... Quite the quartet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Like one of them I like. <laughs> I'll let you figure that mm. one out. <laughs> now I'm interested. Let you work that out, math out in your head. Um, I mean, but you also have other accounts, though, right? I do, but I don't use any of them. You just don't use them. I have a I have a Gmail address that I had to use when I got like the espionage job. Yeah, but I honestly have not checked it in probably five years. I've got I've got a uh, I've got a, a, a like a a, a Big X Radio email account. See, I had I've got a work one with these with uh, the here with the. This is the only. Place that I've worked that has not given me an email. Address. They gave me one. I still haven't acted. I don't know how to I activate say, like, it. Like I had one at KRD. I had one at, uh, at ESPN Louisville. Um, I have not gotten one here. I don't have. You, you can't email Mike at BigXSportsRadio.com. I don't know why. Would love to have one. <laughs> well, I've got the Mike Rutherford show at uh, Gmail, but I don't even. It's not my email. I don't use that. I told you. I gave you access to it. You were just like, Ugh. you did. Yeah, like when? The, like the very first day we were on the air. I don't. You told me on air that I had access to an email account. I said it's in your. I slid in your DMs with like all the signing info to it. I don't think you did. Oh, I did. I it's on record in the DM. Is it your Trevor Kelsey email? Uh, no, that's my email. No, I your Trevor Kelsey Gmail. I mean, Twitter account that that sent this. Yeah, or, yeah, I think, or maybe I sent it from the station. But I think I sent it from myself. Well, you didn't send it from Trevor. I'm looking at it right now. Well, then I probably sent it from. Uh, did I send it from the other? This is all me just talking about like the sports buzz, the. the <laughs> oh, never mind. You did send it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I created a doubted G- me. This was the day of the show. It's it's at it's four- like the very first day, ever first day show ever, right? And it's at four thirty. It's while it's in the middle, it's in the very <laughs> middle of the show. You're DMing me. I created a Gmail account for the show. And here you are, years later, and you still haven't messed with it. Would you like to? If you like to email me your business inquiries, your advertising opportunities, hit me up at MikeRutherfordShow at gmail.com. Oh, crap, I use that for rejoins and outros. Don't clog it now. Well, now it's, <laughs> now it's out there. Email tonight. Email frequently. I did turn out, like, with, like, this, getting the account here at the station, like, it, I've never activated it, and it turned out, like, someone here was, like, kept emailing me stuff, and they were emailing it to that account. And I was like, they were like, why have you not responded? Like, I haven't received anything from you. Like, I, I'm afraid to go see what this account has. It's probably got so many emails in it now. Um, Texas walking across the walking bridge is delightful, Trevor. No, it's not. It is. No, it's... You, we had a great time last week. Well, I'm sure you did. You're, like, in shape and... Crap. I'm not in shape. It was a lot of fun. I mean... Texas, the over-under on TK walking across the Big Four one way is at least 45 minutes. Across and back is at least two hours. Also, does he have to walk down the ramp on the other side to complete the bet? Going down is not... I won't make you do the ramp. You what the... <laughs> when you get to the end of the bridge, you can turn around and just head back. Okay, I don't have to go down and come back up it? No, because the ramp is, is lengthy to get down to the Southern Indiana ramp. 
it doesn't like twist. It's just like it's kind of like it's it's long. Plus, getting back up the ramp is the hardest part of the entire thing. Yeah, it is. Because when you're going the uphill, incline. that's that's when that's when my knees start hurting. That's but what, that's the the very beginning. That's what like got me at the AW when I was leaving her up and I had to go all the way up the stairs up the side. This that's, will be easier than that. Okay. Like once basically once you get to the bridge, the hardest part will be over. Because then you just walk across, you walk back, and then you get to go down the ramp. But see, I remember once I get up the ramp at the beginning, then that's when I have to take like a good thirty minute break. Take know, a little break, yeah. Like smoke a cigarette or two, maybe see what's going on online. You know, check to see how long it takes an ambulance to get there. Get your bearings. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. It's called nine one one. If you died doing this, I feel really bad. I'm glad <laughs> part of me is I was like, I feel glad you'd feel bad about it at least. I'll blame the avalanche. I'm I'm like, <laughs> if I sued Nathan McKinnon. Do you really need to point that out? I mean, isn't it like given that you're going to feel bad? Are you like, should I, should I have worried that you weren't going to feel bad? <laughs> should I have been concerned that you were going to be like doing a dance or something? We'll get a new guess what you get for thinking the Kraken were good. <laughs> I've been wanting scoots all this time. I mean, what's, of course you're going to feel bad. <laughs> Well, I feel responsible. Well, that you might not. Yeah. We had one shallow how. I'd watch it a thousand times if I could bring TK back. <laughs> yeah. Texas, Trevor, feel free to shadow me in my MBA classes. Would you go to an MBA class? Could you do the. I see this being like a yes. Ryan in business school where he like brings Michael to give a the, the guest lecture or whatever it is to speak for extra credit. Didn't didn't he get made fun of in that? Yeah, it goes very poorly. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I would guess I would definitely I would shadow. Well, like like yeah, I'm I love I'm a, I'm a sponge. I want to learn. You're gonna come in here talking like Stringer Bell when he takes those late night econ classes. <laughs> what we're you, doing here is an inelastic radio show. Are you taking notes on the internet? <laughs> conspiracy theory? <laughs> Criminal conspiracy? What are you stupid? That's one of my favorite scenes. That and when he when uh. The guy ends up working at Foot Locker. I forget his name now. The, the only one that like survives from the the, the original group of young kids. Um, he stands up. He's like, does the Chad know we look like a bunch of chumps? <laughs> I cleaned that up, by the way. I know. <laughs> Texas says, quote, uh, how much did you celebrate, Trevor? A lot. Mike, I can tell. We're all Trevor today, so he's Trevor plus, plus, plus. <laughs> With something like my shirt size. Texas says. Uh, I actually fell asleep kind of early last night. Did you? Well, yeah, because I, I was like, so I, I was talking on the phone with a buddy of mine during the game. And I think it was like, I mean, I was like a schoolgirl. We got off the phone. I got phone at like one thirty in the morning, and then I think I fell asleep around two, two thirty. Jeez, just started watching. I do. I, I think on like a Big Bang rerun, and just passed out. I kind of miss having phone conversations. I mean, it's one of those guys like I, we we text all the time, but like we only talk like once, like every six months. It seems like just kind of check in on it. Yeah, see, I don't even do that like with my best friends. Like it's just I don't. I don't really that we often very either. rarely talk on the phone. Yeah. I mean, two of my best friends. Yeah. I mean, well, one texts a show all the time, but yeah, I'm mean, usually if it's a conversation, it's just like, you know, cause you just like, Hey, did you, you know, need something or whatever? And then it's like a quick, that's yeah. It. Rest of the time. Yeah. It's mostly sending texts. And one of my best friends just, he's, he's one of those guys that he's just like, he's newest to Facebook than anyone. Like he just got off the Android kick. He's like 10 years. He's like candy, like 10 years behind everybody. So he, he makes me look like modern and cool. And like he's constantly like he'll send me like memes and stuff of things that I saw, even I saw like three just years ago. Just getting to Facebook. Oh yeah, he's he's all. It's twenty years late. I know. <laughs> he has no idea. I'll, be, I'll say something about Twitter, and he will be like, "I don't, I don't have Twitter. What's a, I don't, how do you get on Twitter?" That would have been like getting into Millie Vanilli in two thousand seven. <laughs> 
He didn't have his first cell phone, I think, till 2010. That's it's almost impressive. Like he just didn't want to get a cell phone. Like he just didn't care. I don't even know what this text is in reference to. You also pay for the lettuce and tomato that comes on your burgers, but you'd have to eat it. I don't know what that what that means. Well, first of all, like that's something I've always wondered about. Like if you get a burger plane, why don't you get a discount? Like if, if a burger makes costs, burger costs two dollars, for example, at McDonald's, and I want it with just meat and cheese, you should be get, able to get it like for like a, a buck fifty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not paying for the lettuce, tomato, ketchup, and stuff. I should get it for cheaper. Kind of with you. Yeah. Texas, if TK were athletic to make it to a professional league, how long would it take him uh, before he violated a league policy? More and Cephas were also cut from the Lions. They bet on NFL games, but uh, JMO and Barry Hill, the, those guys bet on it in a Lions facility, oh, but not on NFL games. Well, that's that's a dumb. If, if if those are the details, I. I mean, he still should be in the facility doing. But if it. you're betting on like Major League Baseball, then I wouldn't have a problem with. That's it. That's what they're doing. They're and not betting. They're not betting on NFL games, but they did it in the Lions facility, which is why they apparently are getting six game suspensions. So what if you played for the Raiders and you did it in the facility? Does that still count as a violation? I don't know what, what you're asking. Of course, because you're in Vegas. I mean, you're sitting in. I mean, how can you be? Well, yeah, it's an NFL rule. It's not. It doesn't matter like what state you're in. Oh, okay. I mean, They're saying they just violated NFL policy. I wonder how they found out they were in there. I mean, did they do it from like the, the laptop in like somebody's office? I guess or something? they just like, track their phone. Their phone. I mean, that's what I'm yeah. I mean, if they were on their phone, I mean, I guess you could tell that you were what city you're in. But I mean, would you go as far to deep down the hole? I mean, how long would it take Trevor to get in trouble for violating a league? Po- how, how good is your piss man? Is the question, Trev? <laughs> it's funny you make that up because I, I since yesterday now every time I go to the bathroom, I, I've created a song of a version of "Let It Go." Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, here I stand, and there it goes. <laughs> I was thinking that this morning. I was thinking of you. I like it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I thought you might appreciate that. Uh, I wouldn't, like, like, no, I'd be, I don't, I think you, you, you think I would. And if I was a minor league player, maybe, but if I'm at a major league level and I'm making that kind of money, I'm, I'm not Ricky Williams. I don't care how much I love the stick icky. I'll wait till the off season. You say that. <laughs> it's a lot easier to say than to actually do, I think. It's kinda like when people say, I'll turn I'd turn down that money and I'm like, really, if it's right in front of you, would you do it? Yeah. And I, I know how you say yeah, you're probably right, but until I can be proven wrong, I'm I'm saying I'm I'll be a good boy. Texas Jameson Williams was suspended for betting on non NFL games, which is legal, but the bet was placed at the team facility, which is not allowed. Stupid rule, but they should have known better. That's, That's kind of where I stand. It is a very stupid rule, but also if you know the rule, just wait five minutes and drive. Drive across the street. Yeah. yeah, just, just, yeah. I mean, unless I mean, even if you're live betting or you gotta get a bet in in time. Yeah, there's no way. That's that. That's still stupid. The fact they were just betting on baseball. That's Texas. How come you never made an inter- effort to interview Payne, Mac, and Satterfield on the radio show like Brom? It seems like you didn't want to deal with the awkwardness of conducting a journalistic interview while leveraging consistent but valid criticism. Of all three coaches. Well, first of all, I interviewed Mac a bunch. Um, Second, it sounds like he's attacking you. Yeah, I know. Second of all, we have tried to interview other people. They have not come on the show. I can't make somebody sit down and and do an interview with us. Well, we can, but also I interviewed Satterfield a bunch when I was at Seven Ninety. I just haven't. Did you never? He didn't want to come on this show. So I wonder if I had anything to do with that. No. (laughs) Uh, Mac came on this show. Mac. I interviewed a bunch at the other station. Satterfield the same way. Did not come on the station. Payne has 
uh, he doesn't do radio interviews, it seems like, with anybody besides, we found out yesterday, Jerry Jeez, Eve. So yeah. it's not, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like how you just assume that we have not made any sort of effort. <laughs> like, like, well, in fairness, I haven't really made an well, effort. Again, it's not you. Everyone knows. <laughs> I think everyone knows that you haven't. But efforts have been made by by me and other people here at the station that have. Uh, yeah, because when you first got here, you made. tried to get like Vince and stuff on, and Vince said he would come on, and then he 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 did not. Yeah. Um, but we got Mac on. We got uh, we and I, we tried to get Satterfield on here, and he didn't come on. But we had other coaches on. Yeah, we've had the soccer coach, but we had, had other football coaches. Yeah, on we, in those first few months. But Satterfield would not come on here. Um, Payne has not come on here. Um, so I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't, I can't uh, you know, clockwork orange them. Just kidnap them, <laughs> strap them to this chair, make them answer questions for 15 minutes. I'm singing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, it is crazy how we went from illegal gambling with sketchy bookies to complete proliferation and practically no restrictions on advertising. Yeah, it was, yeah, snap of a finger. All of a sudden, like, all this stuff that was just like, like kind of hinted about but never talked about openly is just very much out there in the open. Well, once once the the, the NHL Vegas team was successful, they and then they moved, you know, the Raiders were moving, moving there. Now it looks like the A's are moving there. And odds very are that the NBA does expansion at some point. That'll be one of their two expansion teams. So, you think that's what did it, really? I think I think I, I mean the NHL, I believe, was the guinea pig. I mean, I did. They, now they did move a minor league baseball team. I think got there beforehand. I think they're just talking about g- in general, like the American public. How, like, with gambling being legal in so many states, it's gone from we couldn't talk about any of the stuff; it couldn't even be mentioned. To now, like everywhere, it's it, it, you've got gambling segments on every major sports program, radio, TV, whatever in America. But was gambling that like risque up until just recently? I mean, Vegas has become more of a family place over the last twenty and ten, fifteen years than anything. I mean, but it still was illegal. True. I mean, well, and yeah, and at least 48 states for the most part. Uh, your boy, Cesar, texted and said, can we address how Trevor has not watched Breaking Bad? It's just because he hates everything after 2014. Or it could be the fact that Seg is, is a uh, is a approval slut. <laughs> he, he approves every. He thinks everything is awesome. He's never given a bad review to anything. I'd rather be that way than hate everything. I don't know. The problem is he doesn't even have the time and he doesn't even watch it. Yeah, I've watched the show with Seg. He'll he'll be on his phone for twenty minutes with a thirty minute show and be like, "That was good, wasn't it?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like not steaming in the car, but you know it's true, dude. I sat there and watched the movie with you. Not to be a bad stereotype, you'll talk halfway through it, and he does the what happens to that guy? That guy's gonna do this, isn't he? I bet you that guy does this. I'm like, dude, put a pin through my thorax. <laughs> I love you though, buddy. Texas says, "What the hell, TK? I thought we were promised the Frozen soundtrack today." I'm sorry, I didn't even think it was going to be there. I mean, I didn't remember saying that. I thought you, I didn't think the listeners did either. Do you want to blow some drill, man? <laughs> I'm not going to, hand hand up. You, you can get mad at me, but I was blaring the, I almost said blazing, I was doing that too, but I was blaring this, the Frozen soundtrack when I left here yesterday. Like, I'm driving down the expressway. It honestly kind of bothers me. Screaming, let it go. Like, just, I'm like doing the hand motions and everything. And the weird thing is, is, like, I'm the weird guy with no kid in the car doing it. Yeah, that is weird. I'll be honest with you. It also kind of bothers me because I kill for that freedom. Like, when Mary and I will tell you, like, when we get in the car and there's yeah. and there are no kids and, like, our phone will automatically start playing the Bluetooth and it's, like, it used to be Nightmare Before Christmas. Now it's it's Frozen or, or super simple songs. We're like, no, like, we can't change it fast enough. Or we're like, no, 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 like, anything but this. Like, I just, but. 
Oh, yesterday I was, I was, do you want to build a snowman driving down the highway up into, uh, in, in to let it go? I skipped over, uh, love is an open door. Cause that one annoys me. It annoyed me. I just didn't feel like listening to it. Do you want to hear something crazy? And then, and then, and then it did, you know, people are better than uh, rangers are better than people. Reindeers are better than. And then the next track was the, the Demi summer. version of Fro of let it go. I skipped like, over in summer. It did. Oh, and wow. I was like, I was like, what the trust hell? me. I know the order. Maybe I did, maybe it did go in the summer. Yeah, because that's the Olaf song, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a funny song. Dude from Hamilton plays the king. Does he? Yeah. Texas Apple sucks Android all the way. Really? You, are you pro dial up as well on your internet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not saying you should be in, you can't be insulted for being called an Android guy, but you you literally are like second like yeah you're 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 buying like Windows. 4.0 over here. Takes us tell Trevor to look up knees over toes guy if he has bad knees. I have no idea what that is, but Trevor, look up knees over toes guy. I did on I mean, it. Came, it, came, it keeps coming up like porn side. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, don't be a caricature, Trevor. Never be a caricature. How did that feel when I tore that up? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Is that a quote from something? I don't know. Uh,. I don't know. Oh, it's a it's a quote from something. From what? I don't know. Can you like Google and like, like paste? Let's see. Let's see what it comes up because I'm curious what movie that's from. And oh, it's a Michael Scott quote. From, oh, okay. Uh, I'm I don't talking about Kevin. I don't have unfortunately my my office quotes memorized like some people do. I'm ashamed of that, by the way. Texas says, uh, "Field anchor reporting on what got TK to make the trek across the Big Four Bridge." Are you doing this to end world hunger? Are you trying to bring awareness to world peace? Sir, why are you doing this, Trev? Kraken. <laughs> Out of breath. Kraken. Suck. <laughs> Suck. Cost game. Hate avalanche. That's a good tag. <laughs> I'm falling the ground like, show how. It's <laughs> a good tag. Um. Texas says, was that Jerry Eves asking, texting that question about interviewing coaches? <laughs> I like that text. Texas, it also makes me curious about what qualifies as a team facility. Can players bet on a team plane or bus if they're off the property? I'm sure this is covered in the rule, but this opens up more questions than the Calvin Ridley situation because he was betting on NFL games. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, his. I saw him trending and people like trying to like you know play the. Uh, you know, comparison game. Calvin really is not even in this discussion because he was betting on NFL. I'd be willing to bet the answer to the question is like, it's got to be team, like team playing team bus probably like out. I, I would be anything involving team related activities is a like no bet zone. That like, would be that would be my guess. Like yeah, anything like your weight rooms, right? Any kind of like you know workout rooms, the practice facility, team hotel. Uh, Ooh, on the that's road. a that, close be, one. I don't know. Like that. That's the only one that seems. No, because that's just you're renting out like rooms for the hotel. You're still technically in the hotel property. Yeah. Texas knees over toes, guys. Save my knees. There you go. I have no idea what knees over toes. What's that supposed to mean? I, some, we have to look it up. Texas, half the city uh, of Louisville is watching and crawling with Trevor across the bridge like Forrest Gump across the country. I have a feeling the last part of it, they're just going to be rolling me like the blueberry girl of Willy Wonka. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, buddy. I love it when he just stops throwing Forrest Gump and they're all like, what the hell, man? He's like in the middle of the desert. What am I going to do now? Yeah, just sitting there. Um, Cesar says he'll never make it across the bridge and back. 
we'll we'll see. Him. I won't. You know what? We'll never know because right. the Kraken are going to come back. You're coming to Seattle, baby. Yeah, seriously, not where, over yet. Where flannel is cool and grunge still rocks. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, it's Transfer Portal Madness time. We're going to talk about the latest yeah. developments for the Louisville men's basketball program. We'll play the song. We'll do the whole thing. It's going to be fun. Hour number two is on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. you got to learn to play it right. you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. You're a big the weather. Fan, you know what? Like, you told me you're a big Steely Dan fan, right? Not a, I wouldn't say big fan. Is that your dad? Maybe? No, my dad is not. I don't think it's somebody else. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, weather is fluctuating around here. That's the case in Louisville all the time. It's going to be uh, cold tomorrow. You never know. It's going to be back to like 85, 90. You know, three days after that, could go back to 55. That can wreak havoc. On your heating and air conditioning problems, if, if you are having issues, call our friends over at AirServe any hour, any day. Technicians are available over there 24-7. The phone number is 502-785-8600. If you call AirServe today, you can get a tune-up for just $49. And for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. The phone number again, 502-785-8600. AirServe, Lobos Home Team. Um, are you have a song ready? You know what time it is. It's time to talk a little transfer portal madness. It's the transfer portal. The transfer portal. Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? All right, couple of pieces of notes from the transfer portal today. Do you remember uh, us talking about Keyshawn Hall, the UNLV transfer? Yeah, the guy I kept calling Anthony Bennett. Yeah, um, <laughs> neither one of us very high on him. No, not no, not at all, really. And no. it seemed like the, the disturbing thing was it seemed like he was a guy who had, if you wanted to play Instagram detective, he was clearly a guy that had. A lot of interest in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, he was following a lot of Louisville players. He was following the Louisville assistants, and uh, you know, some Louisville fans were were selling them on themselves on him, saying, "Look, he's six seven guard, could shoot it. Um, he could shoot it. He can also shoot it." Um, <laughs> but he is down to four final schools. He's going to announce this decision. As long as he can shoot it, he's going to be announcing his decision tomorrow at two o'clock. He is down to Louisville, Georgetown, George Mason, and Texas. Now. 
one of those schools is not like the other for a variety of reasons. Uh, George Mason definitely is the standout there because they are not a power conference team. But it's also the only school that Keyshawn Hall has visited. I think he's giving away a little bit what the decision is going to be. Um, there's talk on the Louisville end that he was never you – know, there was contact there. There was mutual interest, but he was never officially offered a scholarship. Well, he, he clearly is not picking Louisville. He wouldn't have picked He wouldn't have picked it for 2 o'clock on Thunder Day to do an announcement. Yeah, they would have told him. Yeah, they've been like, dude, wait till Sunday. It sounds like he's going to go to George Mason, but this is – Good for him. Look, I, I'm not – I'm trying to be – I'm not shedding tears over this. Nor am I. I was going to be a little <laughs> bit like, you know, if we've got two scholarships available or one scholarship available, whatever it winds up being, huh. we still don't really know – uh, we're still waiting for Mackenzie Mbaco and Churchill Abbas, like to, to find out what's going on there. But we clearly have a limited number of scholarships. Uh, using one on uh, on a guy who is very clearly to me a project and more of a long term asset. I didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but it sounds like he is he's going to be off the board and he's probably going to the A10 to play for George Mason. So I mean, the fact that we don't care, it's it's clear that beggars can be choosers to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, mean, this is, I mean, really, I mean, we're barely in any position to like tell someone, no, we don't want you, but I mean, we don't want you. Yeah, I kind of don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're a six, seven, 250 pound like shooting guard. He's six, seven. He, he looks a little bit overweight when he plays. Yeah. He couldn't defend anybody at UNLV, which is why he couldn't get on the floor. Uh, he can, he can shoot it. There's no question about it, but that's pretty much all he does. And, and look. You can get a guy like that in shape. You can teach him how to play better defense. You can, um, you know, work on the ball handling a little bit. But that's those are two or three years down the line benefits. I mean, didn't we yeah, need to win now? I mean, yeah, this just sounds like just the whole Matt Cross thing all over again. Can't defend, can't do this that, but he can shoot. So let's bring him in. Well, Matt Cross can can do. I, I wouldn't compare this kid to Matt Cross. Couldn't, Matt do, Cross, it with, couldn't do it with us. He was our best rebounder. Yeah, I mean he was, <laughs> he rebounded and passed pretty well. He, I would I would not put Matt Cross and this kid together. He also he, I mean, we're talking about taking a kid from UMass. Who we're going to talk about now. He's a leading scorer on that UMass team and the, and the leading rebounder of that no, UMass no. team. But let's talk about uh, RJ Luis, who uh, did visit earlier this week. He had visited Texas A and M last week, and I mentioned that there was one crystal ball projection for him. Uh, Travis Branham, national writer, had predicted that he was going to go ahead and commit to Texas A and M. Today, Branham removed that projection. He changed it, took it off the board. <gasps> Which is, you know, we kind of were making fun of the recruiting grass for doing this all the time. Like, had like 98.7% accuracy. It's like, well, you picked seven different things for this one guy <laughs> and then changed your last prediction 30 minutes before he announced his college. I don't think you deserve 100% credit for being accurate on that one, but this is the way it works. Uh, but RJ Luis, who initially said he wanted to take all five of his visits. But there were rumblings that if you know if Louisville got the job done on his visit, this could be the last one that he takes. Seems to be a solid indication that Branham is now taking away his prediction that he's going to go ahead and go to Texas A&M. I think with this one, the longer this goes on, the, the worse it is. Like you, you're hoping for a commitment in the next three four days uh, before he starts taking other visits and, and has more communication with some of these other schools. But it sounds like this is the visit went well. It ended yesterday. And Branham maybe is catching wind of that. Um, if he hasn't officially decided he's going to be a Cardinal, the fact that he's kind of officially, it sounds like, decided he doesn't want to play for Texas A&M is a good thing. So those are – if you're all in on the R.J. Luis train, 
that's a good piece of news for you. Not all in, but more intrigued about getting him more so than any, I mean, well more than the, you know, he kid. Same. Plus, I mean, I just like, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, I could see him replacing where in, 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 in the same like progression manner that we, we lost in Kamari land. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say what I said about Luis when we discussed him at length on, on Wednesday, I think he can help Louisville. I, I do. I, I don't know if he's the, I don't think he's the, the guy who fills the glaring hole on the roster right now. I don't no, think, no, no. I, I don't think he can step in and be a guy that like, look, when, when Scott Clark needs a breather, or when Scott Clark is being double teamed and they're trying to get the ball out of his hands, Luis can initiate the offense and he can he can handle pressure. I don't know if he's that type of guy. He's not especially quick, but he's a good finisher. He's a good open shooter. He does play good defense. And I think you brought up a good point too. Yeah, he was billed as a good defender coming out of high school, which is great. But he also played for a defensive minded coach in his one season of college basketball, which mm. like that's you don't get on the floor for Frank Martin unless you're going to play defense. He clearly he played 22 minutes a game, I think. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he was the he was all a, a 10 freshman or rookie team member. So he you know he, he got good minutes as a freshman. He exceeded expectations there uh, in year one, and part of that was because of how well he played defensively. And Lord knows we need we need guys who are just willing to defend at this point, like just just guys who want to be great defenders. If we're going to get you know, to to go from one of the worst defensive teams in the history of major conference college basketball to a good defensive team. God knows we could get it'd be nice to get a few easy like easy buckets off turn over off of our defense opposed to giving away easy buckets because of our bad offense. That would be nice. Also I mean, not, how, how many, not allowing million easy buckets would be nice as well. I wonder how much I wonder how many points we did score off like just getting steals and stuff last year. Not enough. I don't think hardly any. I, I, I literally can barely remember any plays that we did. Well we didn't force many turnovers. That's exactly. Again like we we need to figure out what our defensive identity is. Like, are we going to be a gamble team that's willing to give up a layup or an open three in exchange for a handful of steals that result in easy points on the other end? Are we going to, you know, play tough defense but sit back and try to force tough shots and just dominate the defensive glass? We didn't do anything last year. We, we sat back and we let guys go right around us and we let guys yep. take wide open threes and we didn't force turnovers. Like, we did nothing. There was no give and take. We just gave everything on defense. <laughs> Which is how you end up as the 328th best defensive team in a sport that has 363 teams. That's. that's I see that as being better than 40 teams, though. Almost. Well, (laughs) (laughs) we had a. Who are we better than on defense? It's silver lining right there. I'm sure Hartford, Houston, Houston Christian. I don't. I mean, you never know defensively. (laughs) We were better on defense than was it was there a major co- oh god no there was not a major conference team that we were we were better than defensively. Oh no, no, I can't believe it. The best team the most notable team that we were better than defensively last year was George Washington. So suck it colonials. Who most people forgot they've had they, people haven't remembered them having a team since Nick Dari was there. They've they've gone through a dry spell. You think? <laughs> I mean <laughs> It's like St. Francis of Brooklyn, which gave up all sports, had a better defense than we did last year. <laughs> They were 240. They won more games than we did. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Not that, that was like, I mean, everyone did but one team, but still. Well, no, there were a couple more. more. It wasn't just Cal. Oh, Cal was just the only power, power conference team? Yeah. Okay. I think there were like three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> LIU won three. Green Bay won three. Suck it, Packers. 
Okay, so there were two. <laughs> there were three. How sad is it your basket, your football team won, the NFL team won more games than your basketball team did. This and Green Bay's a proud basketball program. Well, it's Tony Bennett went there. Dick Bennett too. I mean, yeah. they, they've they've made runs. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they, that's that is sad. Bruce Pearl was there back in the day. Yeah, that was one of his stops after he had the Illinois. Uh, uh, the issues, the left, troubles, yeah. uh, as you want to call it. Deion Thomas. But then Brian Worrell tanked the program. That's what he did. Well, I mean, they hired, this is basketball nerd talk, they hired Link Darner, who was the coach at that D2 school that absolutely screwed Bellarmine in the Elite Eight uh, the year before he got the job. So I'd never, that, that was their issue. Okay. He was a cheater at the D2 level. But you hire cheaters, you end up winning less games than Louisville. That's what they say. Well, let's be Bruce Pearl's one of those cheaters you hired. Well, that's true. <laughs> Congrats on your three win season. Uh, we, by the way, he was a uh, he was Wisconsin Milwaukee. I messed that up. He was not Green Bay. I'm almost positive he was Wisconsin Milwaukee. Who, Dick Bennett? No, Bruce Pearl. Oh yeah, you no, know, he. Oh, you're right. He was yeah. No, Dick Bennett was Green Bay though. Yeah, the, both. Bennett. And Tony Bennett. But Tony Bennett played at Green Bay, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, five was two four one four. Fourteen fifties. The Thornton sex line. We'll take some more text in, in, in a second, but. Um, as far as the transfer portal, that's really the only gigantic updates. There were a couple of national signings. The Kansas got the Timberlake kid, which is a, a big deal for them. Gonzaga, Justin? yes, exactly. Uh, Gonzaga lands Ryan Nemhart, the brother of former Gonzaga transfer Andrew Nemhart, who's coming in from Creighton. That's yeah, a huge deal. I thought that too. Yeah. They also got the um, the big kid from Wyoming, who was hurt for most of last year, who's going to help them out in replacing Drew Timmy. Um, what's his name? Something Graham. Uh, Graham Ike. Um, he's going from Wyoming to Gonzaga. Great day for the Zags in the portal. Still waiting for our great day. Hopefully coming soon. Let's make it happen. Let's get it going. Uh, no news on the McKenzie and Baco front. No news that I know of on the um, Churchill uh, Abbas front. We're still, we're still waiting to hear there. but They were trying to figure out how to say his last name, let alone where he's going. Somebody. Yeah, people are, fans are sliding into the DMs. They're so upset. They're so, <sighs> just can't wait. But that's okay. Way to push him away. Looks so needy. Have you seen the new, uh, the, the big college football change coming for next year? No. What? What I miss? For the first time since 1968, clocks are not going to stop in college football after first downs. Really? Really? They're trying to speed the games up. Lord knows they're not going to take away the 75 commercial breaks. I mean, they do realize. Yeah, I don't. People. I love when people would make fun of baseball. I'm like, you know, college football games go like four and a half hours. Exactly. It's insane. Cause I, working the the, the the Indiana games for the last few years on the radio. I know how long these games go. Because it doesn't bother me as somebody who likes college football, but my friends who have moved, like, I've got some friends who moved to, like, pro sports cities after college and mm-hmm. have been there ever since who don't, like, if they watch Louisville, they don't like college football in general. When they try to watch a big game, they're like, this is the longest. Like, I can't do this. Like, this, this sport sucks. And a lot of it is because, you know, it's the games are, like, four hours long. But, I mean, taking, like, the, stopping the clock in first downs, that's like throwing a pebble at a hurricane. I mean, that's just not really going to. There mo- I think there are just m- more things you could probably do to shave time than doing that. We'll see. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, there are a lot of first downs in college football. If you're, if you're saying it, it probably takes, what, 10 extra seconds to set the chains like, okay. in a non-two-minute drill, like you're saving, you're shedding a few minutes per game. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you could probably cut out one commercial break and, 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 and do but more. But they're not going to do that. I know. You're, or you're, maybe maybe shave the halftime a little bit more. I you're mean, not wrong, but like they're just they're not going to do that. Now they will still the clocks will still stop after first downs in the last two minutes of the second half. So they're still going to have that. Uh, but during the actual gameplay, regular gameplay, 
not happening. I, I said at the end of the second half, it's it's both both halves. The last two minutes of both halves, the clock will stop on first downs. But after that, clock's going to run. And the other thing I don't like about that is that, like, I, I have no problem with, like, like that should be, like, you're, you're dealing, college football is an amateur level. They should give some leniency. And, and having clock stop at first downs is something I think you should have. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm so used to it. But yeah. I don't hate the change. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, mean, I probably the games will. are too long. I guess, but do they really feel? I mean, you're into a game though. If it's a good game, I mean, I am. But like, when I'm watching a casual game, that's I'm just like kind of tuning in for whatever reason. It's 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 too long. I can't sit there and watch like a I mean, how about maybe a don't, Big Twelve game that I don't care about for four hours. I mean, how about maybe don't take a two minute commercial after every score? Again, they're not going to change that though. <laughs> like they're, they're you're it, it's all this whole thing revolves around money. They're not going to change. That. I mean, when games are high scoring, that's what causes them to go four and a half hours, which is why IU games are always so long because they never played defense and they scored a bunch. Yeah, well, it's changing. Get used to. it. I don't it. like change. I fear change. We know. I want my blue check mark. I want my undies. I want my clock stopped on on first downs. You don't have a blue check. You never had a blue check. Mark. I don't have any undies either, but that doesn't stop me from wanting my clock stopped on first downs. It's my second day unverified out there. I'm just feeling naked. Waiting for these. This, this slew of fake Mike Rutherford accounts to start taking over. I do enjoy watching the celebrities like puff their chest about not having blue check marks like last night and today a little bit. Like Jason Alexander's like losing his mind on Twitter apparently. Is he? Yeah, because they like he won't get a check mark. He's like leaving Twitter. I like the idea that Elon Musk is his big his big deal of like pranking celebs is to pay them to subscribe to one of his his products that he owns. It's like gotcha, you pay for Twitter, you idiot. It's like. Well, well, my my, my favorite, probably one of my favorite wrestlers right now, MJF, uh, got his blue check mark, and he like tweeted out, he was like, "I just so we don't look like a bunch of goobers." My best friend Sammy Guevara paid for my blue check, and I'm gonna pay for his. And like today, like Sammy still have his check. He's like, "Hey, MJ, MJF, uh, you send that check into Twitter yet? Still waiting for my, still waiting for my blue." <laughs> you gotta love a good heel. Yeah, is that I, I don't know who these people are. So does that make? So does that make? Is like, what if I was to buy your blue check mark? Would that be okay? No, I don't want it. I don't want it. You, so it's not just. It's not, I didn't ask for it in the first place. Like I got it from SB Nation. Like they verified all the team accounts, and because my account technically is the Card Chronicle like website account, like I just I woke up one day and I had a blue check. Okay. Also, here's another question: like, Where do I where do I sign up to pay for the blue check on the Twitter? I you you click on like the Twitter blue thing, on the. It's on the left side. I think that has all your answers. Okay, I'm. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a check mark put on the station account and on my account. And in my bio, I'm gonna be like, "Yes, I paid for it. Suck it." That'll show them. <laughs> yeah. All these people are gonna be like, "Damn, that guy's cool." He said, "Suck it." <laughs> We've got. Uh, We've got a, a Lucidity FC t-shirt to give away today. Ooh, what size? I think whatever size the winner wants. I want a, I want a big one. Well, you, you're not playing. Uh, we also I've not said this yet. I should have said this earlier. Keith Wynn's going to come on at about 5'10 to preview the spring game. He's yeah. written about it at length on uh, a Card Chronicle this week. By telling me. How do we want to do the, the t-shirt <laughs> giveaway? I feel like we need to do a trivia question pertaining to something to reward listeners for the show this week. Is there a good question from something that we talked about that was asinine earlier this week that we could quiz the listeners on to see just how much they've been tuned in this week. Can you name can you name t- 
two movies I've watched this week. <laughs> no, no, no. What were the movies? I don't even remember what movies I've like, watched. That's the problem. Is like you say so many <laughs> that I can't even remember. People could just make up movies and I'd be like, yeah, probably. I named like five you movies win. on Monday when I came in, remember? Yeah, you did. Um, I think I wrote them down. This is where both of our short-term memories being bad is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I, think I, I think I wrote them down, though. <laughs> but I may have released the tweet or the, the email. All right, I've got, a, I've got, I've got the question. We're, oh, let's okay, do yeah. it right now. Why not? Uh, the first person, oh, yeah, I found the list. The first person <clears throat> to correctly text in the answer to this question will win a free Louisville City FC t-shirt. When we had Jeff Brom on the show yesterday, what song did Trevor play to lead into the interview? Oh, I know. I know you know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> 502-414-1450. The first person to correctly text the answer to that question in uh, will win a free Louisville City FC t-shirt. Again, 502-414-1450. What song did Trevor play on yesterday's show to lead into the Jeff Brom interview? And I bring this up because I was very nervous after the start of the show. <laughs> you had a weed-specific uh, intro. Then we had a weed-heavy song. As the intro outro, I knew it was going to be your theme for the day. And then we had Brom come on, and uh, you played this song. Text line has got it correct. We have a winner. It's kind of my Brom theme, my song, actually. It is. You are. uh, The correct answer is Homeward Bound by Simon Simon and Garfunkel. Um, You are planning on recording your own version of this. And my buddy will give me some time. A legit recording, right? You need some studio time. Okay, so here's the thing. The studio time is not Brom. I have. One friend who has like he he has like his own studio set up that he does uh, he does recording for like up and coming rappers or or I guess musicians in general. Um, but I have another buddy who like I I, I only know like one person who's actual <laughs> musician. Somebody texted and I can tell by the five hundred four voice. Do you remember that song? <laughs> no. You ain't gotta say too much from the look in your eyes. I can tell you wanna. What do you want? You ain't gotta call me a boo <laughs> just as bad as you wanna. I wanna to. I don't know that song. It would have been a great intro for for Jeff Brom. <laughs> I want to give I want to give the shirt to that texture, but I'm like I can't do it. Oh, well, texture wins. I, I will contact you here. Sorry to interrupt your story. No, you're not, and it's okay though. No one was listening anyway, including it's yourself. Okay. Um, no, I, so I, I know one musician. So I reached out to him, and he's just like, but now he's giving me like, yeah, I'm too busy. Excuse. I'm like, I'm trying to make you famous over here. <laughs> like you, 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 I mean, you, I've had him on the radio before and he's done, he actually did some, like some, some songs for me when I was with Renshaw show when he was in another band, but now he like went solo, but now he doesn't like, he does some musician, but he owns his own shop now. I mean, we could make this person, we can give him some free pub. This is a great opportunity for them. Yeah. He owns his own store. I'm like, I'll give you some plugs. I've plugged this store before on here for free without even mentioning it, but now I, I kind of want to mention it without him uh, agreeing to come in here. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like that's this is a this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. This dude, by the way, he's randomly he's all he was a light, and this is gonna give it away. Who's listening? Who knows who I'm talking about? But uh, if they didn't already, like he's just I've, ever since I've known him, I've known him since like 2008, maybe. Uh, he's been a Packer fan his entire life, like big time Packer fan, some some somewhat. And like I guess he just got so angry with Aaron Rodgers, like he just like the political stuff. He's like, I'm tired of being a Packer fan. Just quit? So, yeah, he quit. He, he quit being a Packer fan, which I give him crap for all the time. He picked, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a Jets fan. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, yes. So now, of course, last year, all last year, he was like, I'm a Jets fan. Look, 
I picked the Jets, and they're looking good now this year. It's all about the Jets. J-E-T-S. He's like, I'm a Jets. Why would you do that to yourself? And then <laughs> the best part is Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's the greatest part of it. I just don't understand the, the whole mindset of becoming a Jets fan. You go from like the biggest like bandwagon, like always pretty good franchise to like the the lowest of the low. Like, why would you be a Jets fan if you don't have to be? I mean, if you're gonna try to like pick a new team, I guess you would go with the team that has had like like you want to go for the unsuccessful team so you don't look like a bandwagon. But after years and years of supporting the Packers, like it would be jarring to go from the Packers to like my life. Like as a Lions fan, I expect stuff like today's news where when things are going well. <laughs> You have players suspended for gambling. Like I, I'm used to this. Packers fans aren't used to that. No, but Jets fans are. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, they, I know they have the one. They have the going one Super from Bowl. that mindset to like the the loser mentality. Is, it's got to be tough. Like I'm used to it, but like they're not used to it. Yeah, but I think I don't think he was just big enough. That big enough fan. He's also oh. a Knicks fan, so it probably helps. Well, that yeah. And I mean the, the Jets classic are, Packers Knicks conversation. The, 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 the combination. The Jets are uh, the longest streak without making the playoffs in the NFL right now. They're for, this, this, they haven't made the playoffs since 2010. And yet they still won a game more recently in the playoffs than the Lions have. Well, they went to back-to-back NFC championship, uh, NFC title games in 09 and 010. We don't have that going for us. No. That's but they were led by Mark Sanchez, so, you know, take it easy. God, I can't. I, Mark Sanchez? <laughs> went to back-to-back NFC title games. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That just shows you how good that defense was with the, with Buddy Ryan. <sighs> or not um, Buddy Ryan, but uh, Rex Ryan. We gotta go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Also, a couple of notes on the spring game tonight. We'll talk about spring game memories and a couple of uh, thoughts on Thunder over Louisville, which is tomorrow. Big weekend in the city. Ooh, weather needs to cooperate. I mean, Roush just posted a do's and do's nots for Thunder. I, I need to write these down. Pee on everybody. Don't do it. Don't hey, do that's it. number one. Do not pee. No, I'm Don't do it. <laughs> I'll take a break. We'll come back. More Mike Rutherford show next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. We'll turn it round and round you go back Jack, do it again When you know she's no high climber Then you find your only friend I saw this is the seven year anniversary of his passing on Twitter during the one of the during the last segment. It is. There's a seen that. There's a a at four twenty one PM, which I guess just happened. Uh, they'll come together and have like some worldwide live stream that was gonna happen. This big Prince concert. I remember that so the thing that I remember the most, because I was bummed about Prince dying, like, I was like everybody. But like we were doing the show, John and I were doing the show at Uval Golf Club for some reason. I don't know what was going on out there? But we did the show there, and John was like inconsolable. 
Like John, I, like I was, I was worried that John wasn't gonna be able to make it through the show. He was oh. like so upset about Prince passing, and was like, like, we, I think everybody that we had on, we just talked about Prince. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what we we're supposed to be promoting, but it ended right. up just, being, it ended up just, <laughs> we had like U of L Golf Club, the, 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 like the, uh, the owner of U of L Golf Club, the groundskeeper of U of, and like we're like, he was just like, first question, your thoughts on Prince dying? I was like, well, this is. Someone's the first person to distract you as a co is on, on one of your shows. Well, I mean, that wasn't me being. I, I just kind of sat there. There was nothing I could do about it. I was just like, yeah, let's talk about Prince. Have you ever been like, because I, I, I know someone else. Like I remember when when, when Michael Jackson died, we were doing a TV show with uh, a buddy of mine. He, he actually doesn't do journal, sports anymore, but like he was like, I could. He was like, I could tell, like really emotionally bothered, you know, and upset from the celebrity passing away. I don't know if I could. I mean, have you ever been hit like that with a celebrity death? No. I mean, I, there I don't been, know if I could. I there mean, have been celebrities that I've been like super bummed about. Obviously, yeah. I mean, anytime somebody passes, I'm I'm bummed about well, it, especially when it's somebody you respect and whose work maybe you can see yourself uh, in them a little bit. But if I don't know them personally, it, it, I don't know. It, it just, I'm not gonna be like depressed about it no i'm i'm with you i'm like i mean it's like you said i'm gonna be bummed out that they've passed on i mean just you know, somebody dying is, is sad in general and i'm sure there are people that are close to them that are, are affected by it and hurt by it and yada yada but there's my first one of the day so take a drink <laughs> <laughs> at 4 35 it's almost happy hour somewhere right uh but yeah i just never i don't even i mean as much as especially as someone who like like i love like i like I mean, john hughes passed i mean i was sad but i'm like you know the last movie i got from was like curly sue anyway i mean you know if, if kevin smith another you know someone i've been a fanboy over or like you know quentin Tarantino, some movie directors that I, I'm, I'm a fanboy for you know i'd be upset you know but yeah i just can't i just i just don't know i just i've never like you know seen people weep when elvis cried you yeah know, or, I, i've never gotten to that you know before. or when like when princess diana thing and people are just you know losing their minds and i just i i yeah uh, I just I, I don't I don't I don't grasp it. I just remember like when Prince died, a buddy of mine was like so sad. It was so much great music just not to be made. I'm like, dude, he's been making CDs for like the last decade. No one bought them. Trust. That's one thing I'm not worried about. With upset, I mean, I'm upset he passed, but I don't think we lost like decades of music out of it. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time since Doves Cry, buddy. <laughs> don't worry, he was awesome in the '80s and early '90s. I loved it. But. I just saw the the uh, the Louisville Bats Twitter account. Uh oh, what do we got? They lost their their blue jack, and they said, "Now that oh. we're no longer verified, we want to share a few truths. One, we hide the starting lineups from you so that you can guess all day whether someone's getting called up. It gives us power. Two, we send none of your requests directly to the at Reds ownership. Uh, and three, Buddy Bat is not the admin. <laughs> I love it. It's a good tweet. Yeah, so just tweeted uh, the info for tonight. So it looks like the game is currently. Still on. Game set to go. Charlotte versus the Bats. 735 first pitch. You can hear uh, all the action right here on 1450 The Big X. Of course, we've got spring game going on. That's definitely good to go. Yep. 7 o'clock at LNN Stadium. Still feels weird to say. Uh, that's why I don't say it. I know you won't say it. but at Cardinal Stadium. I'm trying. I'm not paying me no money on it. I'm trying to get better. We also like have, have you heard, I know where you live. I don't know if you hear like any of the, the jets fly over or any of the planes fly over. We get some of the ones that are flying in on these couple of days. But I've got buddies that like were down at the waterfront today, like scoping out the the jets, getting doing their practice, doing their flybys, getting ready for tomorrow's well, air show. And over the years, when we were more doing shows all out of Jeffersonville or the the OG studios, I would get a lot. I'd hear it a lot. And of course, when we'd be down there, like towards like even on Thunder Day, like you'd hear like 
Remember Douglas told me you could hear the fireworks. I mean, you could probably see them if you went on the roof of that OG Stadium, OG Studio. Really? Probably could, yeah. I mean, it's close enough to the river, I think. Yeah, you probably could. But um, but you definitely, yeah, you could definitely. Could that roof hold anybody? Like, I'd be, I'd be concerned about getting up on that roof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever tried to do it, but you could. You could definitely hear them. You could just, I can hear, I mean, I didn't hear them today, but like tomorrow I'll hear them all during the day. Oh, yeah, you can like, see yeah, them a little bit from our Yeah, our even, house. even, I mean, I'm farther east than you are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I, you'll still hear them. Yeah, but I didn't, no, there was a helicopter flying around last night around midnight. I don't know what that was for, though. Uh, let me give you, I guess we don't have to play the transfer portal song again. We, we typically you, do that just show. for basketball, but we've got, I mean, technically it could pertain to any sport, women's basketball, football, and we no, do volleyball. have, there is a transfer portal nugget on the football side of things that I want to get to. Um, Penn State has a cornerback whose name, first of all, is Storm Duck. Yeah, I know Storm Duck. Familiar, played at Appalachian State first, didn't he? Familiar with Storm Duck. Uh, he had transferred from North Carolina. North Carolina, to Penn State in January. I knew, I knew, I said I was in the right state. I knew, he, I knew he was a transfer. No, I know that. I mean, how can you not know the name Storm Duck? I've I've seen the name. That's how. I mean, he's supposedly good too. He was all ACC yeah. in 2021. He apparently the word is he had some NIL issues. He was promised some things at Penn State that weren't being done, and now he's back in the transfer portal. Louisville was heavily involved with him before he got before he committed to Penn State. I believe Louisville's going to get heavily involved with him again now that he's back in the transfer portal. He's a cornerback that could come in here right away, yeah. and he could be a, a plug-and-play. He could be a starter from day one. Storm Duck, circle the name, keep your ears out. This could be a, a developing situation in the transfer portal. Don't be surprised if you start hearing some palpable buzz, to quote uh, the college basketball robot John Rothstein, about Louisville and Storm Duck. And I mean, can we pass up the opportunity to have a player on our team named Storm Duck? No, Duck, by the way, cannot be his, like, Christian, like, name, right? He's like Joe It Dirt. is, and I'm not going to look it up. It's Storm Duck. No, I mean, yeah, but there's no way his family last name is actually his Duck. His last name is Duck. His first name is Storm. That's that's his Christian name. I refuse to believe otherwise. Storm Duck. <laughs> the rest of his family, I can see him in the car now. That's why Dad named you Duck. That's why Dad named you Duck. <laughs> not Nuttermaker. Mama Duck, Papa Duck. He is the son of Phyllis and Todd Duck. There's, you do, have you ever met anyone who's a little, real last name Duck other than Donald or Daffy? Have you ever met Donald? Yeah, I went to Disney, remember? <laughs> Storm Duck is his name. Man. Does it say siblings? Todd name? Duck sounds like something that I shouldn't be saying. It, it, sounds, like it, it, it sounds like it's profane. Does he Todd have, Duck. Does it show sibling names? Like, Does he have a sibling name like, like with other weather-related names? Uh, it just has his parents listed on his, his official bio. And they must be hippies, I assume. Well, now I need to find out if he's got siblings. <laughs> I mean, if you name your one kid Storm, you're going to... Storm Duck has an older sister named Tempest. Tempest Duck. <laughs> that kind of... That doesn't have... I mean, I like Storm better. His mom is Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis Duck. <laughs> that sounds like a character, right? Storm Duck. Are we... I mean, do you have? I mean, literally, that's the only. And it wasn't. It wasn't a fact I knew Storm Duck was because the name is not hard. It's pretty hard to forget. Like I'm, I, I always thought it was just made. He made up his last name. No. Because I've never met a duck. There's an origin story from the Charlotte Observer, uh, the Raleigh News and Observer. I take it back uh, from 2019, but you have to pay to read the story, and I don't have a subscription, so and we're not paying for it. We're not paying for. We're it. not paying for a blue check mark. You think we're paying? We don't pay for stuff at the station. Yeah. 
I was gonna I was gonna say the name of a, of a UNC writer. It was Andrew something. They used to have him on the show all the time. I can't remember his last name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Used to have him on the show too. Yeah, it's, it's Andrew. I can't remember his last name. Do you remember it? No, I don't either. But his first name's Andrew. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yes, good interview. Um, it's not rememberable. <laughs> Maybe if he went by Duck, we would know it. I now have my hopes high. If we don't get Storm Duck, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be crushed. Damn it, Duck! Duck's getting burned out there again. What the quack? Well, that's not cool. <laughs> Storm it needs to happen. If uh, I think the defensive backs even better. I mean, you got you got to give him as a, like a pass rush or something too, though. Storm the QB. Storm. <laughs> Storms are coming. You better duck. I'm trying to let the person who won know that they won, but I can't. I don't know how to, how we get the T-shirt to him, so I, I can't. Nobody will, nobody responds to me here. I mean, assuming they, we'll probably have it here. We're probably going to have to come to the station, but I'm just trying to make sure. Um, all right, text line 502-414-1450. Is how do we the, do tickets? What, it, the, the, that, those are emailable. So that, that, oh, yeah. It's okay, very simple. Right, yeah. Which I hate tickets. I used to love ticket stubs as a kid. Yeah. Texas, the girl dad segment on SportsCenter was, was when it really hit me. Um, Kobe Bryant's death got me, both because of the shock and because his daughter was in the helicopter with him. One of the coolest stories about Kobe that I'd heard. The Kobe death was like, I was in shock over that one. Like, that one didn't feel real. I wasn't depressed because I felt like this personal connection yeah, to him. Exactly. And, and I was super sad that he was, I mean, obviously I was sad that he was he was dead. Yeah. But, like, I, that was the one where, like, just for, like, three days later, you'd wake up and you'd, you'd be like, that wasn't real. That didn't really happen. Like, there's no way Kobe Bryant's dead. Yeah, I mean, when you got, especially when you're talking about at that the younger age, yeah. Like, I guess some of the examples we were talking about, even though Prince wasn't, I mean, you would think so at several years, and Michael as well. Right, time. but he wasn't, like, in the... In the 30s early, or 40s, late, yeah. Late they 30s, early 40s, 60s, yeah. 70s, yeah, I mean... It was just, and the, the thing about the Kobe thing that I think was so... I know I use this word a lot, but it was so jarring for so many people was there was no build-up to it. It, it, it. it wasn't, like... We've heard some bad news about Kobe Bryant. It's a developing situation. We'll let you know when. We... It was the TMZ story that was out there, and it was like helicopter crash. He's dead, yeah. and and then everybody was just working back from that. Usually, when these things happen, it's like I, you know, there's a rumor out there, and it's like we're not sure of his status, and he's being transported to a hospital, and something bad may have happened. This was like you haven't heard anything about Kobe Bryant being in any sort of potential danger, and then the next second you're hearing that he's dead. And it was just so like, there's no way. There's no yeah, way. The whole day was just surreal. Yeah, the shocking ones like that. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to go date way back when you know you came up like you know with a, like a Kirk Cobain suicide or a uh, like Payne Stewart's death in the helicopter. I mean, yeah, when those another helicopter, I guess. Uh, I mean, for wrestling terms, you know, with Jay Briscoe just suddenly dying in a car wreck, a, a big time wrestler recently, you know, passing away just out of nowhere in a car. I mean, those. I'm not saying that you can't have like a shock and and some you know remorse and you know show emotion, but I mean, like to where, like we've seen people like just physically, like almost, yeah, like like they lost a, a little loved one, right? And I and I get that. Listen, I, I I'm as, in, as much as anybody embracing music and television and, and movies, you know, as part of my real life. But yeah, I just, I've never felt like that kind of though. Like like I don't want to get out of bed because a celebrity passed or something. I remember, I do remember, like, I was big into Elliot Smith in in like late high school and college. You still are. I still, I still like Elliot Smith. Yeah, you do. Um, but he, I, I was visiting friends at UK, and I was very drunk, and I was passed out like on the the dorm room floor of, of one of their dorms, and I was like, on like MTV, and it, it, they came like breaking news that he'd, he that he died, 
And I remember one I being know like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just like this. I think it was my freshman year of college. So it was okay. like oh four, oh five, and I remember thinking like one, like oh that was sucks, and then two, I was like, how drunk am I? I was like, is this really happening? I was like, is this how I'm finding out? I'm like, it's like one a.m. I'm just passed out on this this dorm room floor. That was bad, but it, but like you said, I've never reacted to the loss of somebody that I I don't know personally I mean, like I have with, with people that have been close to me. I mean, I said a younger age, you could, I mean, I could excuse it for maybe a younger age, like as Optimus prime. Maybe I was crushed by that. I'll never forget. I, I, cause I still remember where I was the day magic announced he had AIDS. I remember I, that too. And I remember thinking to myself and me and my friends talking, we were, cause I mean, I was like what 12, I was 12 years old. You yeah. were probably what eight or nine. And I remember being like the day he dies, like it's going to be like really sad. I mean, cause I was a big magic fan. Granted, now here we are, 20, 30 years later, and he's still alive. Well, that, I mean, Not that's the bad thing. But that was the thing. Like, and that, and laughing, at that, at that yeah. time, when that news broke, it was like, he's going to die. Yeah, you figured it was, I mean, yeah, you it figured, was like, be inevitably in the next month. This or was something. supposed to be something that you couldn't survive. Yeah, it was yeah. It was, It was. was a matter of when, not if. And I, I do remember sitting down, I think it was his interview with Barbara Walters or something. And I, like, you're right, I think I was like eight years old. And I, all I remember is one of the questions was they were talking about how the, all these women that he slept with. And he was like, yeah, I would sleep with like three or four at a time. And I remember Barbara Walters asking, like, do you think that was their fantasy or was it your fantasy? And he's like, a little bit of both. And I was like, am I watching this? I was like, I'm, I'm eight years old. More props on Barbara for the question a little bit there. I, I was like, how is this? Pro- I was like, I'm eight, but this doesn't seem like the pertinent like, information that we need to be getting out of this. What, what are we doing? I don't know why that stuck with me. But it, it <laughs> as an eight-year-old, I was like, first of all, I didn't know that you could have sex with more than one person at a time. Second of all, this fantasy question seems very out there. Is there, there fantasy? I think it's probably a little bit of both, like you said. Texture says, are, are we also pursuing Storm's brother, Lame? <laughs> I like that. No, Lame sucks. He's, he's the Cooper Manning of the, of the Duck family. Texas Mike, I told my friends earlier that if, if we get Duck, Brown, and the O-lineman from Texas A&M, I'm ready to say we're going to the playoff. Well, let's pump the brakes there. Yeah. They would help. I thought he was going to go with a name thing from connection there. Keith Brown would help from, from Oregon. Yeah. Either the, the, the A&M offensive lineman or the Rutgers offensive lineman would definitely help. I think any offensive lineman would. would we need some. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, that's anybody. We I mean, that's, that's one thing you always need is you can never have more off, enough offensive linemen. Texas says, don't look at his siblings. Their names are Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And Tempest, apparently. Tempest seems just like, I don't know. Like, I expected so much more from the sister's name. Tempest Duck? Isn't Tempest the name of the color of the, the car that in, in My Cousin Vinny? I can't imagine. I don't it's like it's Tempest Green. Isn't that what it was? Isn't that a color fade? Isn't that what Tempest is? Isn't it a car? I don't know. So there was a Ford Tempo back in the day. No, I had one of those. I'm pretty sure Tempest is like a, ver- a form of color. Is it? Can you I mean, Google it? I mean, that's not what... The, What's the, the definition? I mean, Tempest is a storm. Oh, it is? Yeah, so I, 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 that's the only definition that I know. I didn't know it was even a storm. Yeah, it's like a, a raging Tempest. Let's see, Tempest color. It sounds, it sounds like calm, though. Tempest is a dark blue with a yellow undertone. Okay, it's a color. And it's not just like, like Florida State who made up a color. I think people know Garnet more than they know Tempest. Tempest really? As the color. I knew Tempest. 
Well, that's because you knew it from my cousin Vinny. I'm pretty stressed what the, the color of the car was. <laughs> Texas, the Cubs just lost a perfect game in the eighth because it, the catcher ran over the pitcher who was fielding a butt. Well, that's incredible. That's the best, that's the best news that I've heard today. I see Dodgers and Cubs trending in perfect game right below, but I didn't even think I didn't even think of the two putting them together. I also I've got. This is per. I got perfect game and Capital Grill trending, which is perfect for Jenna, who hates. Uh, she oh, lost, that is horrible. She hates Capital Grill, and she, uh, the, the, the her beloved Cubs just lost a perfect game in hilarious fashion. Apparently. Oh, good are lord! You, are you watching the clip? Yes, it is embarrassing. Poor Drew Smiley. I mean, this is just like who's the catcher? This this guy's gonna be unemployed tomorrow. <laughs> Not gonna. Work. Uh, he just like runs. He clearly, Smiley has the ball. They're up thirteen nothing. Oh, and he just did the catcher. Why does the catcher do that? The catch and the catcher's on his knees. He should be. He should be horrible. Smiley's just like, do I laugh about this? I'm clearly pissed off. That's that's bad. I mean, yeah, Smiley's taking it with yeah. Oh, the, the catcher has to feel horrible about it. It would have been a tough play, even if he fielded it cleanly. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't. I don't know who. It looks like it's a lefty coming out of the box too. So he's got to jump on him. Whoever that is, I don't know. I you, there's the, the the camera's focused on the two Cubs, so I can't see where the the runner is. Yeah, by comparison to where the play is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, was it a lefty coming out of the box that quick, and then he would have had to turn and swing. It would have been a tough one. Now you're a baseball guy. Should Smiley have let the catcher take that, or well, Jan uh, Gomez is like the, is that the catcher? Yeah, he's like very good. Or Gomes is like the he's like a very good defensive catcher. Okay, so I can see why he thinks he should be able to make the play. It looks to me like that because the catcher's the one who has the the most momentum. So on those plays, typically the catcher's supposed to take the ball. Okay, but that's kind of a, a twin. I I feel like Smiley had the better out, better angle. I feel like it was bundled a little bit too hard. We don't have volume. It was not on. a bunt. It's it's a swinging. No, ball. it's a swing, and we don't, and so you wouldn't expect the third baseman to have to. Come I think up that's either. I think that's the pitcher's ball there. And, and we and the third baseman shouldn't. Well, he I'm looking right now. Third baseman's almost at shortstop. It's right a left handed hitter. Yeah, yeah you, you don't expect that ball to end up there. That's brutal. I mean, I, with no volume on, I wonder if one of them was yelling out and the other just ignored it or something. That's brutal. Well, that's a bad way. I mean, the Cubs have ever had a have they ever had a perfect game. Um. I don't think they have. I mean, hell, when's the last time the Cubs had a no hitter? The last no hitter by an individual Cubs pitcher was 2020. Okay, when wow. Alec Mills pulled it off against Milwaukee. I, I, I must be really burnt. I don't remember that at all. Um, no Cubs pitcher has ever thrown a perfect game. Okay, yeah, I didn't think there's only been what like 20, right, or something like that, 13 or something like that. Not, not a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a not, Cubs pitcher also has not thrown a no hitter at Wrigley Field since Milt Pappas back in 1972. Milt Pappas, long time. He wasn't even a Cub, was he? Well, yeah, he was. I was thinking, why did I think he was? He's an Oreo for some reason. Texas, why are we talking about death? Who died? Weirdos. Um, that's what we were talking about. Um, uh, Prince passed Prince away seven years ago yeah. today, yeah. yeah. And, like, just the effect that celebrity deaths have on people who have no idea who they are. Yeah. Texas, do you all remember when you legitimately thought Hunter Dickinson was looking at Louisville? Good times. No. Well, not our fault. Nolan threw out the oh, that I, was the the, the the I emoji day. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did not think that he was legitimately looking at Louisville. We thought that there was like maybe Nolan's reacting to the news that he's in the portal. Yeah, because he's been so adamant yeah. about portal guys the year before. No, I've, I've never, I've never gotten my hopes so high to think that I was, or hot, so high that my hopes were thinking that he was going to be here. Texas, what was TK's four twenty mil? The question we're all wondering today. 
Uh, oh, uh, mom cooked. She made meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and homemade macaroni and cheese. Oh, so you were going back for seconds during the, when you were reheating. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was seconds. Gotcha. That was I. I ate half the meatloaf earlier with some ma- some homemade mash and gravy, and I was getting uh, I was getting a second helping around uh, whatever that was. Yeah. Texture says, um, "Younger brother Effa, I can't say the word, is the best in the family." From, oh, oh. <laughs> I get where he's going. He's auto-correcting it. Yeah. I mean, they should have like a hurricane. What, 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 was, the, what, was, what was the squall? Squall. <laughs> squall duck. Texas, maybe our coaches are tough to get on the show, but how about some Goodman, Doster, Parrish, Norlander, Fanta, even some of the ESPN guys, they're probably all going to agree with the majority of the show's listeners. I mean, I used to have Goodman on all the time back on the other show. I mean, he would come on. It's just a matter of. I used to have Goodman on when I was with Renshaw a lot. And then when Goodman got big, Goodman quit coming on. I could, I could, I guarantee I get Doster on if you really wanted to. I mean, I'm, I still talk to him occasionally. You want to get on that? I mean, if you want, I didn't think you'd want him on. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love for you to I'd get call Rob and see if he wants to come on. Texas Pontiac Tempest was a car manufactured in the early 60s. Yeah, see? Hey, look at me and my knowledge. But is it the car from. From, uh, Pontiac Tempest, yeah, that's the car that uh, the, uh, the 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 people that shot the clerk were driving because it came in. It was both made by General Motors, so both came in. Uh, it was a mid- Buick Skylark. That was what. One was the Corvette. One was the other. Was the Buick Skylark. Yeah, and they were, okay. Chevy Corvair and a Buick Skylark. So are the two cars. So the the, the Ralph Macchio was driving the Tempest then, I guess. Yeah, because it was. The, the other version was, yeah, a car that was both made by G Motors. Uh, Texas says, did you see that BuzzFeed News is shutting down? Here are 10 reasons why I couldn't care less. Uh, I mean. Wait a minute. Are they saying they're shutting down 10 reasons why I couldn't care less or they're shutting down 10 reasons and you couldn't care less? He's making fun of the fact that BuzzFeed did a lot of listicle stories. I don't know what listicle means. It's just what he said. Like 10, oh, reasons, 10 why, reasons why. Oh, 10 reasons why. Well, everybody does that. Now. Exactly. I mean, there's, you can't go. You can't. Go anywhere on the internet and I find a top 10 list or top 8 or top something list. I mean, they did break a, a, a decent amount of news uh, the day. Anytime a news organization shuts down, I, I feel I feel sad. I feel bad for those people. I mean, I feel bad for the employees to a degree. For I, sure. mean, I mean, it's just people are losing their jobs everywhere. Texas, lame of the Dodgers to bunt in a perfect game. It wasn't a bunt. No. Um, that wasn't a bunt. It was a swinging bunt. When they were down 13 nothing. Texas, when you say homemade mac and cheese, what exactly do you mean? Uh means I didn't make it. No, uh, no, she I made. She just like boiled the noodles or whatever, and then put like her like a Velveeta cheese and some shredded cheese and some different cheeses on top of it, and baked it in the oven. Texas, that you, pretty decent. That YouTube clip is Doster and Goodman basically giving our off season an F so far. Oh, it's we, we can play that during the break. That's fine. Yeah, I guess. I'll check it out. Texas, metallic mint green is the car color. From my cousin Vinny, probably in metallic. Yeah, it was metallic green. I know that that was the color, but the car was the Fort Tempest. I'm pretty sure. Texas says we changed the lyrics to "You ain't gotta say too much." I can tell you want to dance in high school because youth group made us feel bad listening to secular music. <laughs> what was that? What? Hilarious. Texas says that Trevor said Mark Sanchez led the Jets to back-to-back NFC Championship games. I think he meant AFC. Oh, I did. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what, what was that. How did I? Texas says Kobe wrecked me. Kobe and Gigi had the entire country in mourning. It was, yeah, for sure. It was very, very sad. It was um, sad, yeah. 
Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have Keith Wynn on to talk spring game. Uh, a couple other notes on the football front. Keep it locked right here. Rutherford Show, 5 o'clock hours on the way next. Keep it locked on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. are better than people Sven, don't you think that's true? Yeah, people will beat you and curse you and cheat you Every one of them's bad, except you Oh, thanks, buddy But people smell better than reindeers Sven, don't you think I'm right? That's once again true for all except you You got, you got me, me. Let's call it a night. Good night. Don't let the frost bite. Bite. Welcome in everybody to the 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, big 5 o'clock hour coming your way as we get ready for tonight's spring game at LNN Stadium. 7 o'clock is when it goes down. We'll have Keith Wynn on in about uh, 7 minutes at 510 to preview tonight. He's been writing about it all week. We also, I just found out during the break, we've got two tickets to give away for tomorrow's Loose City FC game against the Charleston Battery. And this is, it's a, it's always a great time to have Loose City Saturday night tickets, but this is a special weekend because you get not just the tickets to the game, you get the all-inclusive Thunder deal where you can be in the stadium, you can stay there for the fireworks show. It should be a fantastic night. So these are two valuable tickets that we're going to be giving away during this hour but it is spring game evening. It's been, well, it's looking a little bit better out there. It's not not exactly sunny and, and 70, but it's, uh, the rain has, has died down. It may rain a little bit more tonight. You are allowed to bring umbrellas into the stadium tonight for the game, but maybe we're going to get some okay weather. Maybe it's going to be not terrible. Maybe it's going to hold off a little bit. Trevor, have you ever, I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Have you ever been to a Louisville spring game? No. Never went to one. No, I, the closest I've been, I've done shows like outside Papa John Stadium. Uh-huh. Um, or I guess at the time, Papa John Stadium, so I can say that, I guess. Uh, I, we did like a, a show like outside the stadium across the street, uh, pre-show, like before the spring game, but I didn't actually go in. That's the closest I've come to being to a spring game. I've been to several. And there was a time where it was like super, super exciting. I think that when football was still kind of at least – High caliber football was kind of new around here. The first Petrino era when we were riding high and talking about the the preseason prognostications and you know national championships and preseason top twenty five rank. Like everyone was so desperate for football at that point in time. Those spring games were a lot of fun. It felt like a real true game environment. And then it kind of tapered off as time went on. I, I think that you know the novelty wore off a little bit, and also you get the sense that like you know spring games are. You go out there expecting to see like real football, and then it quickly becomes apparent that like this is, it's different. It's not, especially the way that we used to do it. Like sometimes guys are going half speed. Sometimes you had ones versus twos. We had Teddy Bridgewater one year throwing for like seven hundred yards yeah, and, and seventeen touchdowns. Tonight it's not going to be that way. 
at least when it comes to the the ones versus twos aspect. We will have ones versus ones. The second unit, second team defense, and second team offense will go up against one another. And then we'll also have a little bit of third team units going at it. So you'll get the best versus the best tonight. We'll see what Jack Plummer can do against uh, UofL's number one defense. And then we'll get a look at some of the other quarterbacks, some of the, the newcomers at running back, some of the new wide receivers. But spring games, by and large, I think that... I mean, they're the red-white games of, of football, right? For I mean, sure. And I only went to one red-white game ever, really. That was, I remember Samuel, Samardo's freshman year. And even then, like the red-white game is just a couple of weeks before the actual start of the season. That's true, yeah. Like, the spring game, you've got guys that are that have been held out. You've got some like, – like, Jeff on, on the show yesterday was like, some of our best players aren't going to play that much just because we know what they can do. We've seen them all spring, and we don't want to risk injury. Like, that's – I mean, we're going to add players to this team. We've got six transfers that are attending this game. We've got six roster scholarships uh, currently available – we're probably going to lose more guys to the portal once spring practice wraps up. So you're going to have guys that are playing this fall that are probably playing big roles this fall that you're not going to see in a Cardinal uniform tomorrow. So We just, saw where Cincinnati's quarterback had enough for Satterfield already. He's transferred. Yeah, Ben Bryant, who threw 21 touchdowns last year, yeah. played in the spring game. I think it was obvious that he's going to get beaten out by the transfer from Ohio State. So he, he bailed. He said thanks, but no thanks. They also lost their top returning tackler. From last season, he entered the transfer portal this Is week. Is that the Pace kid? Yeah, they they no not not him. Um, oh, no, he graduated, didn't he? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. But the the top returning tackler from last season announced that he's entering the portal at the beginning of this week. So you know everyone's just running from Scott I mean, Satterfield. We talked just a second ago about a kid, a Storm Duck. I mean, he's... Storm Duck. Yeah, you're gonna have more guys becoming. So it's different, but this is still your first chance to see a Jeff Brom team take the field for the first time. Um, I. It's also your only taste of football that you're going to get between now and the first weekend of September. So let's, let's try to embrace it. Let's get out there. Let's have a good time. But I do like one of my only firm like things that have stuck out for me at a spring game was Cragthorpe's first year. I remember he addressed the the crowd before the game. And he was like trying to do the thing where like we're going to have these cheer. He was trying to do the Patino thing where it's like we're going to have new cheers. When we hit a three, you yell three. He's like, the left side is going to say red. Ugh. The right side is going to say white. And this woman with the most shrill voice of all time right behind me goes, what about the crunch zone? <laughs> and uh, I've never <laughs> laughed harder. I think about that woman. Great question, by the way. <laughs> I think about that woman every spring game. And you could tell Craig Thorpe had no idea what the crunch zone was. He was like, I have not been adequately prepped for this question. I'm not sure what's Damn going on. He's like, yeah, he's like, left side, right side. That's what we're doing. What about the crunch zone? And I was like, oh, God. When the crunch zone start, like early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Think what he has to say, Welcome yeah. to Louisville, Steve. It's only going to get worse from here for you. <laughs> yeah. You're not about that. This is going to go poorly. I mean, he didn't even make it to the first practice. We already lost our, he lost his first defensive coordinator. What was, it, what was the guy's name? Was it Roof? Ted Roof. Yeah, he was with us for like two weeks and then bounced him into like Georgia Tech or Duke or something. I yeah, I forgot about that. It was, he forgot about it. I, didn't. I remember because I actually got to, I interviewed him. And like the next day he left. I'm like, what the? That was a waste of time. Uh, I, I do. I, I think the the other thing that, that I remember from spring games in years past was, was when Petrina would come back. And it was, I want to say it was 2016, 20, it was maybe 2017. And it was like the most beautiful day that I've ever seen. Perfect weather. Lamar was, you know, this this hot commodity, this big name, and the attendance was just not great. And you were like, I think that was the moment where I was like, it's just like we're not going to get to that point where we have 50k at a spring game. Like we're we're never going to be one of those schools. Um, 
people have. I wouldn't say we never could, but we're not. We're anywhere near it. That's for sure. I mean, even schools that used to have 50k at spring games now are 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 not getting that anymore. It's just true. it's, It's kind of. It's become kind of a thing that's become less important over time. But like that year specifically, I was like, man, we got we the best player in college football. It's the most beautiful day I've ever seen, and we still just aren't getting players. Also, the dollar beer year. I remember showing up for that, where it was like dollar wow. beer. And it was so obviously that's left over given, from yeah. it was left over from last year's kegs. I was like, oh, God. I was like, they were like old cups, and like the beer just did not well, taste good. We're known to giving out old cups. I know that. I was like, well, we're, we're going to do what we got to do. All right, go you ahead. Think any, does anybody still bring on? I mean, think, wow, State least does at least 50000 for spring game. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's probably maybe like a handful of schools that still maybe do it, but maybe not even on a, on a guaranteed year either. I think that there are schools who have maybe fan bases that Alabama, Auburn, Michigan, Ohio State, like afford it come to mind automatically. Maybe you have schools that have fan bases that have just done this generationally forever, where it's just, it becomes this thing where it's like my dad took me to the spring game. Like you just, it's what you do. Like you go to the spring game. It doesn't matter if it's you know if your kids into video games doesn't care as much. You can go and call Keith. Yeah, I'm gonna call you keep talking. I'm sorry. It's just it's a very much a like this is in our DNA type thing. We've done it always. This. Third Saturday of April or whenever you have your spring game, we're going to show up. We're going to tailgate. We're going to go to the game. We're going to cheer on the boys, and we're going to get our first taste of football for the calendar year. Like, that's just has not been the case here, but in other places it will. And those are the spring games that are going to continue to thrive, even this this time when getting people to attend normal games is uh, has kind of become more of a challenge. But Louisville will have its spring game, its first spring game of the Jeff Brom era, tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, tailgate lots are open. The alley is open. Live music is happening. Hopefully, you're if you're listening to us, you're on your way down there. Maybe you're already there. Um, but we're going to see some of the stars of the upcoming Louisville football season, and we'll see Jeff Brom's offense on display and his defense on display for the first time. And to talk more about that, we're joined now by Card Chronicle deputy editor, football expert, Keith Wynn, who's been writing about this game uh, all week, writing about the open practices all month. He joins us now. Uh, Keith, how are you, first and foremost? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, excited about getting to see Louisville football tonight for the first time um, in, what, four, five months now, and our first taste of, of the Jeff Brom era. Uh, for you personally, I know you've been out to the spring practices. What are you looking for the most tonight outside of just the guys competing, no injuries, that good stuff? What are you focused on when you head out to Ellen and Stadium this evening? You know, I think more mainly the defense. Um, you know, I thought they looked really good last week when, when I saw them, and they they seemed to be a little bit ahead of the offense. Um, where where earlier in the spring, it seemed like it was more even. So I'm interested to see if the defense shows that again, because I think that's that's a little bit more of a concern. Obviously, with the new coaching staff, it's obviously there's always the positives, but there's the concerns as well. And the defense at Purdue wasn't always that great. So you know, what I've seen this spring, though, I thought they looked really good. I think the the players, uh, I think they had the pieces. It'll be really nice to see if they come out here and really kind of dominate this Jeff Brown offense, which we know is always going to be impressive. Uh, you know, that'll be something I'm looking out for today. Yeah, Jeff yesterday kind of said that the the defense is ahead of the offense, which is normal for this time. But uh, offensively, I, I mean, how are people going to react if that is the case, if, if the defense just, just does just look kind of vastly superior? Because you, you can paint it as, look, this defense is – carrying over the momentum from last season, even with the new faces, the new coaching staff, or you can say the offense sucks, we're freaking out. Like, There's no way to be entirely <laughs> optimistic or entirely pessimistic after this game. Well, I think naturally people kind of overthink what we see in the spring. Uh, that's just natural behavior for any fan. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I've kind of been, you know, this. I've been kind of 
telling people to pump the brakes a little bit on the offense in general because I think that, you know, there's the history of how Jeff Brown's offenses have performed over the years, and things changed, you know, at Purdue. And, and you know, as I've said before, they won games, so who cares how it looked. Um, but the offense was a little bit more dialed back and it wasn't as much as, as, as big play and whatnot as we saw at Western Kentucky. So I think that, you know, with the new pieces that they have on offense, there should be an expectation that it's not going to look great. I mean, yeah, Jack Plummer knows the offense, but, it's a, you know, he's got new receivers. The new receivers that are here were in a completely different offense, you know, at their school um, uh, last year. Uh, you know, you look across the board, the only real returns you have are your running backs and three of your offensive linemen. And outside of that, you're, probably, you're looking at a lot of new faces. So, you know, they've only been together for a few weeks now, about a month. Uh, you know, they, they probably need some more time to really look what we're look like what we're probably going to see in the fall. So I wouldn't be overly concerned if the defense is ahead because that is natural, as, as Jeff pointed out, uh, that the defense is usually ahead. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. I would say more than anything, you know, be excited for what you do see because I do think from what I've seen this spring, uh, they do look very good on offense. And, you know, it's not like that. It's not going to be a fall off or anything like that from what I've seen. It just might not be up to the standard of kind of the expectations that have been set. Do you like the format? I know we've we've seen a variety of different formats in, in spring games here over the years, depending on – I mean, even we've had coaches that have had different formats from year to year, but Brahm is going to go with traditional format, first uh, first team versus first team, second team versus second team, and so on. Do you like that, or, or what, what? what's your ideal spring game setup? I, I think, you know, personally my favorite is – I've liked the, the coaches that have gone kind of untraditional and done things like a draft a player draft. Uh, I watched South Carolina spring game the other day. I thought it was fun. It gets the players a little bit more amped up. It gets the coaches really into it. Uh, that's my personal ideal, but if you're not going to do that, this is absolutely the way I'll do it. You know, I want to see the best players on offense play against the best players on defense. I don't want to see it where, hey, you know, you're going to have one one side with an advantage because that's just the – I mean, it's not, that's not entertaining at all. You know, you're going to see your best players. Obviously, they're going to play better than your not best players. So, you know, I think this is going to give the fans the best opportunity to see, you know, what this team might look like in the fall. I think it's going to be competitive. Uh, and I think we'll be able to, you know, see some big plays and, and guys getting excited and whatnot because they know they're going to get the, 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 the best on the other side of the field. So they do have some injuries that's going to cause some, you know, some of those mismatches. But I think if you're, if you're going to want to give the fans what they want to see, this is the best way to do it uh, because you're going to get the best competition. Obviously, we're very interested in what happens on the field, but off the field, it's a huge weekend for U of L football, both in terms of high school recruits that are attending this this game and this weekend, and some transfer portal targets. Uh, first, with the the high school targets, um, TJ Capers, the highest rated commit in U of L football history, is in town. KJ Bolden, who's the number nine overall player in the class according to twenty four seven Sports, and the top ranked safety, is also going to be in town. There's some other high-profile guys, but having two five-stars here this weekend, that's, I mean, it's enormous. I wish the weather was going to be better for this, but uh, this is a, a big-time deal for Brom and company, is it not? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at last year, and obviously, you know, it, 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 we Louisville signed the best class in the history of the program, and we had those big recruiter weekends, and the, the excitement was there. Even then, we didn't see two five-stars on campus at the same time. I mean, that. You know, even with DeAndre Moore and John T. Cook and all those guys coming up from the West Coast, we still didn't see this level of talent or that 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 tier of talent uh, on, on campus together. Obviously, T.J. Capers is part of the part of the you know recruiting class, and he's going to be able to work on K.J. Bolden to maybe you know sway him to this way. Uh, 
you know, and obviously both defensive players. So, you know, Bolden's, you know, really just an elite talent. I mean, and Capers was already there. You see them being able to get these guys on campus. Pete not to stress this for the last two years that they feel at their best if they can get guys here, they feel like they can really, you know, you know, get, you know, pique their interest into the point of, you know, being able to come in here. You know, it's not necessarily the phone calls or any of that stuff or the camps or any of that. It's getting these guys on visits, getting their parents here, things like that, that they feel like they're at their best uh, as a recruiting staff. And I think that getting a guy like Bolden in now and then maybe being able to get him back for a big official recruiting weekend, which they've done over the last few years, they, they always do one or two very big weekends. We know last year they did the Jets and the airplane hangar and things like that. They're going to look to do that again, I'm sure. And being able to get him here now to pique that interest, to maybe get him in an official you never know what's going to happen. We saw that this past this past fall that guys that we never thought would ever consider actually coming here are now lining up tonight. A guy like Pierce Clarkson obviously is, is tops that list. He'll be playing tonight, hopefully. You know, you never know what's going to happen in recruiting, but getting guys here is really, really important. It's really, you know, you can't help but be excited about getting a guy like Bolden here. As far as the transfer portal guys, I, I think I saw that six transfer potential transfer portal targets are going to be in town this weekend. Who should we be most excited about? Who should we be more most focused on this weekend? Uh, you know, personally, I think Cameron Kelly. Um, you know, he's a safety that played uh, at, at at UNC, uh, finished this. You know, got you know graduated there, and then uh, headed back to his hometown at, at UVA. And you know, after their spring, decided to or met, I guess yeah, after their spring practice last week uh, ended, he decided to join the portal again, and uh, he didn't have to sit out because he's a grad transfer. Um, he's a he's a talented player played at a high level in the ACC, so you know what you're getting. Uh, and he can provide that immediate death in the secondary uh, that, you know, with some injuries and some, you know, so the change in the system, you, you need some more depth there. Uh, I think he's a guy that they have to feel good about. He just hit the portal, I think, on Tuesday, and he's already on campus. Uh, Keith Brown, who's a linebacker from Oregon, uh, former four-star guy. Uh, he, he was a reserve at Oregon, but he's, you know, a guy that can, at the very least, provide depth and some experience at a position of need. You know, linebacker's a spot. You're losing Monty Montgomery. You're losing Debo Jones after the coaching change. That that a, a group that was already going to have some turnover had, just has that much more. So you're going to have to bring in more guys. Uh, you know, Jeff even kind of alluded to, you know, those was the only position where he really didn't have a guy to really highlight when he was on your show yesterday. You know, there's a reason for that. They, they still don't know what they have there. So Keith Brown's a guy that I think, uh, there's some ties to to the recruiting staff, uh, you know Pete Nata, to his training group that he works that he worked out of worked with out in high school. Uh, so there's obviously some commit some connections there. I think those two guys are probably the two that you that we feel the best about. And then there's also um, his name is going to escape me, but uh, a transfer from Rutgers, a, a, an offensive tackle. Uh, Louisville's at his top five. Uh, he's finishing up his official visits. Uh, Willie Tyler's his name, and uh, he's a guy that also might be able to pop this weekend. So they, they should have some spots that they fill, but I'm not sure if they'll fill all of them this weekend. Talking to the spring game and Cardinal football here with Keith Wynn on 1450 The Big X. Uh, you mentioned defense looking like it's probably going to be a little bit ahead of the offense. We've got a new scheme. Uh, that means something new to look out for for the fans tonight. When you talk about this new scheme where I think the defensive line is going to be more important, what do you want to see? What, what should we be on the lookout for this year that may look a little bit different from what we've seen from the, the Brian Brown defenses of the recent past? So two things, you know, especially when you talk about the defensive line, you know, when you have two defensive tackles there, you really want to see those tackles really make more plays, uh, not as much as just eating up blocks as we saw 
in uh, in Brian Brian Brown's defense. More more playmaking from your defensive tackle and your nose tackle, where they get some of those tackles for loss and things like that. Um, and, you know, the other thing is we you have to tell some of the guys like your Sir Abdullah coming off the edge as a as a edge rusher and whatnot, and not as much. Yaya Diaby had a really good season this past year, but we had to see that consistently over that entire uh, stint with Brian Brown. You'll see more of Aston Gelati as a defensive end playing on the edge and coming as a pass rusher in those pass, pass rushing situations. Uh, so that, that, those, are, those are two of the main things up front that I think will be a little bit different than what we saw under Brian Brown. The other thing that I think that we'll see that we saw more of last year, but we definitely didn't see nearly enough, I think everybody agrees, agree, is more press coverage from your cornerbacks. They'll be more in your face, more aggressive, uh, and that's really a, a staple of Ron English's scheme, more of that pro professional pro-ready kind of, you know, scheme, I guess you can say, uh, of being really more aggressive on the outside. And, you know, that's something in the in, in the spring that I've noticed. Guys like Jarvis Brownlee and Trey Franklin is, have really excelled at being that aggressive in-your-face corner. And that's something to look out for tonight because, obviously, you're going against an offense that is built on passing the ball and getting receivers open. And they have that, you know, that new-look receiving group with some really fast and really talented receivers. So that's the type of competition I'm really looking forward to seeing tonight. You've been out to all the spring practices. You, you've seen some of the, the old playmakers, some of the new playmakers. We know about Maurice Turner. We know about Jawar Jordan. What are you looking for when you look at the newcomers at running back? Uh, Isaac Garendo is going to be in. in. we got a couple other new faces. Uh, what do you most focus on when we see them tonight? You know, I think the big thing is how this, this, this running scheme and how they how they look doing that. I mean, you know, it was a very simple running scheme under Scott Satterfield. It was a zone-blocking scheme where you're going left or you're going right. Uh, they'll be doing a lot. That It's just different. They don't do uh, – they do some stretch runs, but it's going to be more of ISO runs up the middle, uh, swing, you know, tall sweeps and things like that. There was a little bit of option that we saw, which was interesting during spring practice. But I'm really looking to see if they if they if they look comfortable running in this new scheme and, and hitting the holes and getting those runs where they can break off some longer runs and use their ability in the open field to run away from people because that's where they Jawar Jordan specifically and obviously Maurice Turner we saw a little bit of that a little bit in the bowl game when they get in the open field that's where they're at their best. But how they get to that spot? Can they read the blocks the way you want to see them? Can they break some tackles and, and, and fight off some guys because you're going to have more contact uh, in this type of running scheme? That's what you want to see and see if they're comfortable because, you know, I can't stress this enough. The running game has the work for this offense to be, to reach its potential. And so we'll get a, we'll get a little bit of a glimpse to see if they look comfortable, if they break off some big runs, if they get some first downs. You know, that makes you feel better about what the running game will look like in the fall because it is very important for them to be able to be successful this fall. As far as the, the wide receiver targets, we know about Amari Huggins-Bruce, but I think this is the position group that has the most intrigue for fans because you got big-name newcomers in Jamari Thrash and Kevin Coleman, a couple other guys who aren't healthy right now. But what are you looking for most out of the wide receiver position tonight? You know, I want to see if Jamari Thrash can be that number one guy that, that Jeff has you know, relied on you know, over the last few years. And even back to his Western Kentucky days, he's always had that number one guy while the rest of the group you know, can can supplement and, and, and support, in a sense, you know, that that star, you know, has to be there. And Charlie Jones was that this past year. We obviously still Rondell Moore. David Bell is, a, is an NFL draft pick that he played, that he had at Purdue. Uh, you know, I want to see if Jamari Thrash can really separate and be that star of this offense where he can make some plays and I can show us what, what we're going to see. Because if you don't have that star, I, I just don't know what, 
if the offense, you know, really adjusts. I think Jeff does a very good job of changing his offense around of what he what he has available to him from a talent standpoint. And we really haven't seen him without a number one guy. Uh, so Jamari Thrash, I think that's part of the reason why he came here. I think that's part of the reason why they wanted him here. I personally think he I'm ex- I'm as excited about him as I've been about any newcomer to this offense at Louisville since maybe Devontae Parker. You know, he's a very talented player and I think he can be that guy. I just want to see if we can get some glimpses of that tonight because I think that's what the fans are really looking forward to. And I think he can do it. I'm just excited to see if he can. Uh, I thought of that. I mean, special teams, we, we have a, a decent amount of turnover there. Is there anything to be on, on the lookout for there when it comes to I mean, special teams? You don't think spring game, but uh, we will get our first look at some guys that are going to play a big role for this team in that regard. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously James Turner's back. Um, you know, I think that's one positive is that, you know, he, he turned his – you know, turned things around last year after having a really abysmal second half of the season before. Uh, so obviously bringing your kicker back is huge, but punter is a spot that, that is very questionable right now. Uh, Brady Hodges has been the guy taking the first reps up at punter. Brock Travelstead, who is a, a kicker by trade, but also punter in high school, uh, is, is the second man up. And both of these guys can hit the ball really well, but they are very, very inconsistent. Uh, you know, you're going from, you know, very big swings from hitting the ball over the punters or the or the returner's head, or sometimes not even getting to the returner and and kicking out of bounds and getting twenty yard punts. So I think right now the concern is that if they can't get to, if they can't be consistent, that's another position where they're going to have to go into the portal and try to find somebody and potentially have to use a scholarship on that spot, and then you're maybe missing out on another spot you need. So. I'm sure that the coaching staff is focused on that because they have to figure out a way to make that work. And we all know from a punting standpoint, it doesn't seem like much, but if, if you don't have a good punter, it's, it really affects your defense more than anything because you put them in a bad spot, and next thing you know, your defense is struggling. So uh, I think that's the main thing to watch out for. The other thing that I thought was that, that's going to be a change, I think, is that we've been seeing running backs mostly you know, returning kicks and things like that. Most of those guys out there during the spring have been wide receivers and then Quincy Riley, who's obviously a very fast cornerback. But, you know, wide receivers have typically, you know, are typically more of your your, your natural return men, uh, and they have an abundance of talent there now. So it'll be interesting to see who's the first guy up, if anybody, you know, you know, if they are returning punts, which we don't really know or not, if anybody really just shows that they maybe have some ability there because obviously the special teams, big plays on special teams are always exciting. All right, final thoughts, Keith. Uh, 7 o'clock, spring game tonight. Uh, give me your, your excitement. I mean, you are a, a football you, – you watch more, you, you absorb more, you digest more than anybody. I know you've been to all the open practices. Excitement level's got to be high to see our first glimpse of, like, real action here uh, in 2023 and our last glimpse of real action until early September. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more happy about the fact that they open practices for fans to be able to come see – Guys like me who, who, you know, eat this stuff up, but just everybody. You know, it's really good to see people bring their families out, bring kids out, um, you know, you know, get autographs, get, get you know, um, things like that. And then, you know, tonight is really cool to be in the stadium. It's, it's not – the weather's not bad out here. It's not perfect, but it's not bad at all. The, the rain looks like it's actually going to hold off for a couple hours. I'm, I'm, I think it's really cool with Brom coming back for them to give the access to the fans to be – to be excited and actually be able to come out here and watch his team play. Uh, and so far, just sitting here in the parking lot, there are a lot of people here. So I think it's going to be a good crowd. And I think they're going to put on a good show. And, you know, not just the, the fact that they're doing it, they're doing a nice format that's going to provide some excitement and some good football. So 
I'm really excited myself, and it looks like a lot of fans are excited. Yeah, and it looks like just looking at the weather right now, we may have a pocket here about you know, two and a half hours from 7 to 9.30 where the rain's going to hold off. So this may end up actually working yeah. out. So make it out to Cardinal Stadium. Don't let the rain keep you away. I say Cardinal Stadium. LNN Stadium, the debut of LNN Stadium tonight. <laughs> Keith, uh, always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the game. We're excited to read what you have to say on Card Chronicle afterward. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that was Keith Wynn, deputy editor over at Card Chronicle, football savant. The man loves his football. He's been out there writing about the cards all month and all week. And he'll have your report from uh, LNN Stadium tonight after Louisville takes on Louisville in the spring game at 7 o'clock. And it does look like the, the, the radar seems to show that rain now, we're in the clear for a few hours and probably is not going to come back until after 9 o'clock. So, hey, don't let that keep you away. See, when I bring up my, my – it just comes up my neighborhood. And it looks like it's raining on my neighborhood until, well, like, after midnight. <laughs> that's, that's just you. That's just your – right. it's, like, your specific house. I think my little, like, rain cloud. It just points right at you. It's like, this is your life. <laughs> Matt McGavick, our, our friend from over there at Louisville Report, we love having on the show, he's out of the stadium right now and is at the concession stand and, and shows that they still have the – the Scott Caesar Field $10 wrap at, at, at the stadium, which I, I'm guessing is going to be changed before we get to September. Brom's got to have his own food, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, Brom, you can make a lot of sandwiches. The, bro, the, bro, the Brom worst? Yeah, I mean, it's easy. If, if they made Caesar Field work, yeah. they could easily make, turn Brom into I something. like Brom worst. Let's do a giant hot dog with like everything on it for the Brom worst. Brom worst? Yeah, I'm good with that. Right. I mean, hell, just, it's, it's Brom Dog is better than Scott Caesar Field. <laughs> Come on, a Brom, a Brom, Bromger instead of a burger. <laughs> I think I forced that a little too much. During the interview, uh, I have been alerted to the fact that Lucidy's game this weekend is actually in Charleston, so we're not going to make you take a road trip to Charleston with the tickets. Uh, we will. We well, first of all, a Charleston's West Virginia, I assume, right? South Carolina, I believe. Never mind. I was gonna say not that like Charleston West Virginia is not that far, really, is it? Uh, I mean, enough. I think Charleston's it's probably good, maybe. I mean, West Virginia is what two hours from here, so it's probably. I think Charleston is like maybe like maybe four. Is there a Charleston West Virginia? I don't, y- yeah, <laughs> but they would not host a soccer team. Well, I don't. You don't know that. You don't know. You mean? Um, it is. It's four hours from Louisville to Charleston, West Virginia, but that doesn't matter because that's not where the team is. It's- I'm just glad I both a got it right. Isn't that the capital of West Virginia? I think you might be right. Yeah, it's West Virginia's capital. Yeah, I'm looking up now. Yeah, it is. Okay, because it's not Morgantown. No, no, it's yeah, it's Charleston. It's its capital. Okay, yeah. but it is four hours away. You know, there are two there are two states with the same name city that are both the state's largest town, but not the state's capital. Say that again. I'm gonna, I, and I have I, no idea what that. What, what you? <laughs> I saw this on one of those little reels. Uh, there are two states who both share their city, the city, the largest city in both the states share the same name, but neither are the capital of that state. That's a good question. And I can't, and I, and I ask you that, and it's a, it's a trivia, and I can't even remember. I, I want to say. I kept thinking I can't I can't get past Portland, but there's no second Portland. Yeah, there is. There's Portland, Maine. I think that's what it is. Maybe it is Portland then. They're both the largest cities in said state. Because Eugene is the capital is the capital of Oregon. I feel like Portland is is the largest city in Maine too. And and Portland and I think it was the 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 city has the the state two yep. states share the same city name. 
but neither are the Capitals. It's Portland, Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine yeah. are are largest in their state, but are not Capitals. It's a critical trivia trick question, though, isn't it? Boom, done. Even though you didn't know the answer. Well, I did, but I didn't. You got there. Also, during that interview, and this is no no slight on Keith because I love listening to Keith. I'm just, I'm with Keith on on the whole thrash uh, ex, uh, excitement as well. But I did I did do uh, I did find out. It's not eight dollars one payment. You got to pay eight dollars a month for a blue check mark. Yeah, it's like eighty four bucks. Yeah, I just I, I found it on here. Yeah, I was thinking about applying for it. For you thought it was eight dollars total? I thought it was just eight bucks. Yeah. No, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> that's how Elon made his billions. Just tricking you into thinking it was eight dollars. Getting eighty extra. I mean, I'm used to this from like you know, you know the, the porn sites. But come on, man, yeah. <laughs> and rivals. It was just as dirty as the porn. No offense. Yeah. Uh, spring game looking good though. We're excited about that. Uh, unfortunately, we we don't have we'll give away loose city tickets whenever they're back home. We'll do that. Well, we don't have any tickets for Charlestonville. Well, if you want to make the ten hour drive, Charleston, South Carolina is beautiful. It is actually. I've I've been to Charleston, South Carolina. The last time I was on a beach. Well, no, actually, it wasn't last. Time. Great reality show, Southern Charm. Only reality show that I watch. Uh, if you like, if you're if you're big into ghost tours and stuff, they have tons of them. Here's the. Uh, I've actually heard that before. Yeah. Here's the the scoring system for tonight's spring game. So they are going to go ones versus ones, two versus two, but but it's kind of quirky on the scoring. So a touchdown is worth six points. That's not the quirky part. What? But how am I ever to get used to this? The offense is the same. Six points, PATs, two point conversions, field goals. But defense, this is how they're going to score. Okay. A defensive stop, any defensive series where the team doesn't score, the offense score, they get two points. A three and out or a fourth down stop, they get three points. A turnover that's not returned for a touchdown is five points. And a, a touchdown is, is seven points. You get the extra point tossed in there. So the defense will have a chance to score points in this game. So you will have a like a competitive – hopefully it's not like the – was it South Carolina a few years ago? Their spring game ended like 3 nothing. I think it was Vandy. That was like they had all this that, scoring. That sounds like a Vandy game. I, I don't mean. think it's going to be the case tonight. I think the defense – somebody's going to get points tonight uh, on every single possession, which is good. So can you – so, so a, a stop is three points. A stop is two. Stop, sorry, stop is two. A three and out stop or a stop on fourth down is three. It's three. A turnover is five. It's five. And, and then a touchdown is seven. It's seven, okay. And then offense is standard offensive scoring. So it okay. should be fun. Excited about it. Again, if you can't make it out to Allen Stadium, it is available on ACC Network Extra, a.k.a. Watch ESPN. Fire up that app. You can watch it live. Should be a good time. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I've got uh, I've got the clip from – we can play the clip from Goodman and Doster talking about UofL basketball. We'll have some parting thoughts. We'll give Trevor's thoughts on Thunder as well. We'll talk about how much he likes being peed on down at Thunder. It's going to be a good time. Does that make you have to like Thunder? Yeah. We'll wrap up the show next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. That's just a regular weekend. Sven, don't you think that's true? Yeah, people will beat you and curse you and cheat you. Every one of them is bad, except you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Kids will blow Dan the lion fuzz And I'll be doing what every snow does in summer I drink in my hand My snow up against the burning sand Yeah, this guy is the, place, the, he's the original king in Hamilton The original king Original king in what? Hamilton Oh, okay, this is Josh Ladd or something 
God, maybe it's probably because of G. I remember that. Because he, he ended up becoming, he also is uh, the guy who's the main character in, if you watch uh, Mindhunter. I've never seen, I've never watched any of, by the way, here comes the best part. This makes me think of the Frosty song. The hot and the cold are both so intense, put them together, it just makes sense. Winter's a good time to stand and cuddle, but put, put me in summer and I'll be a happy, happy snowman. snowman. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him, don't you dare. <laughs> Even like he's in the fire, they're like, we maybe need to talk about something a lot. <laughs> they still like, refuse to tell him. I love that because, like, we always do that joke. Virginia laughs every single time. She has no idea. She doesn't understand it at all. Like, so when she plays and we play, like, Olaf together, she's like, you'll melt, Olaf. Like, it's, like, this terrifying. I'm like, yeah, that's the joke. Like, that's. <laughs> They're in on it. We get it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text. I will take a few texts here before I play this clip from Goodman and Doster uh, to end, uh, not to end the show, but to, to wrap up this conversation that we had with basketball this week. Texas, so when, where did we land on the hourly pod thing? Okay, somebody did send us up asking you for a, um, to do like a, a, a poll or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I don't care. If I'm anything, I'm a man of the people. So like. If it you, is more work for you, is it not? Not really, no. I mean, it's just at the end of the hour, just loading it, just remembering to load it each hour. And then not really. I mean, well, should, I load, should I wait and load all three separately at the end of the show, or should I load like... No, do it as they come. Okay, so yeah, like if we're ending, like if, while we're in the break, going into hour one or hour two, then I would load it, yeah, during that. People are desperate to hear about what you watched the night before, and if they can get that information at like 4.15 after we talked about it at 3, they want it at 4.15. <laughs> so let's just, <laughs> if we can make that happen, that would be ideal. <laughs> I mean, I, again, it's up. To, do you want to start doing an hourly up next week? We can try it. Okay, see how it feels. We did see a lot. Of, like I did it. see. I did feel like a lot of people were like, like wanting more hourly. But yeah, I mean, so again, I, I, I'm a man of the people. I'm the, I'm the voice of the voiceless. Texture says, uh, Mike, will the spring game be available on stream somewhere for out? Yes, ESPN app, ACC Network Extra. Gotcha. By the way, can I uh, move borrow your uh, password on that one? Yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 I won't be interrupting your stream watch. I'll watch it when I get home tonight, like around midnight or something. You're I'm good. just going to watch it delayed. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, Texture says, uh, Charleston ain't too far, boys. And it's a picture of them driving <laughs> on the highway around Charleston. Probably. If you're a true soccer hooligan, you're going to. I do like that they're on the, the, the highway. They're, they're showing the Charleston Mart. And you can see the radio is tuned to. Big X, 96-1, in Louisville. Nice. Right Even better. Yeah, so just it's a true listener, true fan there. Texas, I would love for Brom to open the spring game with an RPO QB keeper with Plummer, LOL. I would not. I, I mean, what if – I didn't want to – I didn't want to hesitate to bring this up. I'm doing this jokingly. But, like, what if Jack Plummer comes out and just looks like ass? Like, what do we do then? It's like, well, Brock, you The ready? defense is that good. You ready to go again, bud? Uh, you won some games for us last year. Let's see if you can do it again. I don't think that that's going to be the case. Or, God forbid, if he got hurt, we would be in trouble. Um, but, hey, it's still time for the Now, does Brom give us the uh, – does he give us the XFL speech before spring, the spring games? I'm curious to see, like, the because you'll get the, the the video crew and the social media team at UofL has been producing so much awesome stuff, even the last couple of years. They used to do a good job, yeah. I mean, basketball's too. Like, they've, they've, yeah, you know, I they've, agree. 
you get these behind the scenes stuff and it's just this stuff that we kill for. I'm dying to have a season where we're actually like really good. And we're, <laughs> and we're getting this video <laughs> stuff. Nice. Um, but I, like they'll have, I'm sure what Jeff says to the team before the game, what he says to him after. So we'll find out at some point just how fiery he got. I mean, what if we go like, you know, play action deep first play. Double, how about a double reverse quarter, a double reverse a, a, a wide receiver pass to the quarterback for the touchdown. Let Jawar throw it. You see, we see Thrash throw it, or maybe Coleman. Well, yeah, somebody like that throwing it. I'm excited, and I know everyone's excited Braden about Smith Jamari Thrash. Leave, right? Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Uh, I know everyone's excited <laughs> about, which we still don't know where he ended up. I think. Well, so so is the kid from the leftist went to Alabama and then left Alabama. He's still like floating in the portal. Tyler Harrell. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I would, I would think if he landed somewhere on my timeline, would have posted it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm, I would think somewhere along my timeline, someone had been like former Louisville player right here. Yeah, he just kind of disappeared, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of transfer portal, I saw that uh, Kentucky's Damian Collins has entered the transfer portal. Uh, so did uh, C.J. Frederick. I saw that earlier. Yeah, uh, they've had two guys go today. Uh, uh, yeah, Collins and uh, they were both about the same time frame this morning too, I believe. Because yeah. I think the both put one was from like seven hours and one was from like six. Because Collins had Collins came in with a lot of hype. He looked yeah. so good on their uh, their their international trip before the season. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. I think his um, his dad dying suddenly really oh, had a huge that. effect on. It. Apparently, they were extremely close and. He'd moved to Lexington to be closer to him and uh, and all this stuff, and I think that he never really recovered from that. And he's headed to, but I think that Damian Collins, just based on what people were talking about uh, going into the season, I think he's going to have a huge impact wherever he lands. I just figured he always got lost behind uh, an Oscar Sheba who just blew up like no one expected to blow up. Well, I mean, he because he, he's a sophomore, right? He's a, he was a freshman. Oh, no, I thought he was. A, I thought he was a sophomore this year. I think he was. I think this was his first year. I mean, yeah, I. I I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be too, but I thought he was. But yeah, he's because I think he's more of a power forward than a true center, is he not? Well, so is Oscar technically. I guess that's right. Oscar's like six eight, two hundred. Yeah, I mean, there's not many too many centers that are legitimately six eight. I mean, I guess nowadays you can be, but yeah, I mean, nowadays you can be six five, six six, and play center in some in some roles. I mean, you're right. He's a, he was a sophomore. Oh yeah, so I think that's I think that's what it was. I think he kind of fell. Because no one really did think Oscar was going to blow up the way he did. Well, no, he was. Yeah, there's no way. If you did, I mean, if you did, you're just lying to me. Or he was just, good at West Virginia, but he was not. Yeah, if you were like, I American. saw that coming. I'm like, you probably think it, you see it coming on every player then, and you just happen to be right one. All right, I sent you the the, the clip. Did. You got it. Okay, this is it, it's you start it's, from the beginning. Start from the beginning. It it actually wraps up around like the the three minute mark. So okay, it's just, it's just those first three minutes. But this is uh, Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster from the field of '68 talking about Louisville's offseason moves thus far and whether or not they're buying uh, Kenny Payne making a massive jump forward in year two. Um, last team in the ACC, we got to discuss, Louisville. They added yeah. Sky Clark a while back, but they haven't really done anything else. And in the process, they also lost the guy that averaged 17-5 and five for him last season to Arkansas. So are you, are you buying Louisville making an improvement next year? Not yet. No, I mean, well, an improvement, sure. They won four games. <laughs> so they better make an improvement. I mean, it's gotta hard get to five, to. Kenny. Come on, Kenny. You got to get the five wins. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think yes, there'll be an there'll be an improvement, but will it be significant? You go from four wins to twelve wins. That is not going to be enough, and that probably gets you fired. Uh, as I've said, I think they need to win 16, 17 games at a minimum. I, I really do, I, and and there's no reason they they shouldn't. Um, they can flip this whole roster. It's not like L. Ellis was. You know, this player that was putting up numbers for a team that won games. So to me, you flip the roster. You can do that. But you don't know what you got. You know, they, they signed this 
uh, Juco guard, uh, Juco transfer uh, guard from Gary, Indiana, uh, Karan Davis. I don't know anything about him at this point. Um, you know, again, Sky Clark, I'm hoping he's better than he was last year, but he looked like a player that that had come off a, a significant injury. Uh, he just he didn't look like he was ready to play big time college basketball yet. Now again, maybe with another year uh, and and getting adjusted, maybe he comes in and 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 is really good for Kenny Payne at Louisville. But um, I, I don't have confidence that Louisville is going to do anything more than win a dozen games next year and be a little bit better until I see a, a major transition in, in the, the roster and the quality of talent. Yeah. The, the thing that I'm really worried about is that when, when they hired Kenny, right, the, the hype about him was, Oh, he's going to help us get players, right? Yeah. He's going to help us recruit. That's what he did so well at Kentucky. He was part of the reason that Kentucky was able to get all of these, uh, these commitments, all of these star players, like he's the reason why Cal was able to get the five star, whatever. Okay, can I right? stop you there? Can I stop you? Go ahead. Because he worked for Oregon and Kentucky. Um, those are the well, two places. Honestly, if you told me to list the easiest places to get players from, it would be working for John Calipari at Kentucky or basically working for Phil Knight at Oregon and Nike. They're helping mm -hmm. those two programs more than anybody else. And again, I love Kenny Payne. I love Kenny Payne. But Kenny Payne wasn't what got those players to those places. Mm -hmm. He's super well-liked. And as an assistant coach, I think he fit very well at those places. My biggest question now is some guys are more built to be an assistant than a head coach. Kenny Payne needs to prove to people that he's a head coach and not an assistant. Yep, I agree. Let me tell there you guys you about this. <laughs> Rob launches into his ad there. Hey, Rob, what? I know, it's, it's very abrupt, the, the transition there, but not exactly an uplifting segment there, an uplifting three minutes there from Doster and Goodman if you're hoping for a massive improvement. More Goodman. Than, than, Although they did see improvement. <laughs> you know, four to 12 games is tripling your win total <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. And also, the, they're they're reacting to the roster as is. They're not reacting to the roster with potentially Mackenzie and Baco and they shouldn't. somebody else from the, the, the transfer portal. But it sounds like even if you have a significant upgrade, they're in very much of a you're going to have to show me, which is kind of where I am, if we're being honest. Right. And now. I mean, I think we both can agree with Jeff. Like, even if you triple your wins from four to twelve, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I mean, I don't even know if sixteen to seventeen, where he thinks his team could like cap out at, is good enough to me. I mean, I, it's I, not to us. I think we've established that, but I, I think agree. It, it might be. I think if you're trying to predict what Josh Hurd might do, I think you can say I can see them going like seventeen and sixteen. And if they're recruiting well in 2024 and they feel like they made significant strides and we look yeah. like a competent team, I can see Josh giving him a third. Yeah, I can't get, I can't, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to make it all black and white and be like, if they don't win 16 games, because I, I don't think it's like, I mean, you're right. We don't know how the story could unfold. I mean, there could be, you know, sure. an injury issue. There could be, you know, possibly, you know, some, a, a late run late in the season. We got some nice victories and, and maybe some time to gel. And you saw the team last month maybe play differently than they had. It just oh, there's so many different scenarios and different ways you work it out, but I mean there is yeah I mean 16 does seem low to me and, and there has to be but there are some exceptions that could change the rule for me and I think I, I think I don't not speak for you but I think I, I you'd agree with that and yeah but I mean we've got to be at least like like in the mix to being top like Lenardi needs to be knowing our name somewhere on there right in in the tournament list 
Well, I mean, at some point, whether it be late, I, I, not necessarily. I mean, I, I think in this hypothetical, I think for us, yes, for like for Josh, like if we, because if you could, you can go seventeen and sixteen and never really be in tournament consideration. I think that's that, that's a possible thing that could happen. True. Um, especially with our schedule being like the non-conference schedule, we're going to find out pretty quickly. We're gonna, we're we're going to play two really good teams in early November, and this could be like last year where our record is just whatever and never really has a chance to get that much better I mean, now, we, we, obviously we don't want to be four and 28 but we but. can't we can't take we can't get punched in the mouth like we did in maui and then just take like two months to recover I, I mean i feel like that's what happened like i feel like maui really like i don't i think we just weren't good well that's true i don't think it was like that humbled us we'd lost to three terrible teams already and we just yeah, that's true it was just a matter of we sucked and we got exposed for sucking like it's why i think that we you know whoever we play which is going to be Texas and then some common Texas, Yukon, Indiana, some combination of two of those three. If we're competitive in those games, we don't have to win them. If we're competitive in those games, you can feel more confident about things moving forward. But if we just get our asses kicked again, I don't think it's too early to be like, this isn't going to go. Like, like we saw, we all thought there was going to be improvement last year. And yeah, we saw improvement, but it was improvement in the form of like not losing by 35 to average teams and just losing to those average teams by 17 or 18. There's question marks around those three teams, too. I mean, we don't know what Indiana and Texas is definitely going to look like next year at this point. It's right? true. And, and also, like, we look we at Maui as this, this gauntlet we had to run through, and those teams ended up not being as good as we thought. Arkansas was underachieved. Yeah. Arkansas underachieved. Texas Tech didn't make the tournament, no. and Cincinnati never flirted with the tournament, and they all just beat the absolute crap out of us on three consecutive nights. The Texas Tech one was the worst. I, I mean, and I and knew they were the that, worst team in the Big 12. And I knew that was a bad matchup from day one when, I, when that game happened, and just, but it was just like, ugh. ugh. By the way, I don't know. Maybe I should tell me if I'm reading too much of this. I saw, like, this is a post from, like, last week, a week or so ago, so it's a little outdated, but when Ellis committed to Arkansas, like I saw somebody like one of the Arkansas writers like do like one of the brat you know, showing their list of transfers. Uh-huh. And I thought it was interesting that they had the list and uh, you know it was it was Battle and it was Minifield and it was Ellis's name on there and then maybe I think there was another name too, but it was like Minifield and then, like Princeton said like ninety three transfer rating and like you know the you know the uh-huh. you know, and Battle's like ninety four and then he got to Ellis and just said seventeen points per game Louisville. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> I was not like, yet rated. I was and I'm like. Like, they had three guys in the 90s, and then it just says his point total at Louisville. I'm like, are they trying to say he's just not a 90s rating? I mean, uh, if I'm Ellis, I'm like, kind of, am I offended by this a little bit? I don't know. I mean, that is interesting. I thought it was it was very very peculiar why they would do it that way. Uh, we've <laughs> got to get out of here pretty soon. We, uh, we can't let the show end without pointing out you finally picked an NBA playoff game correctly last night. Oh, good. Yeah. Because when I saw the final, I was like, I didn't remember who I picked. I completely forgot. You picked the Warriors, right? I, 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 I think both I picked, did. We both picked the Warriors. I don't remember. I mean, that was yeah, they didn't have they're banged up. They didn't have Draymond, but they still it's, look. It's a it's a must win game down two zero in Golden State. Yeah, I thought the five point spread was ridiculous there. If I was a, a gambling man, I would have bet hard on the the Warriors, but they get it done. Curry goes nuts. God, be, they won like thirty. I saw the highlights. I'm like. Who did I pick it? I could not remember. I was thinking about going back and listening because I was like, it's driving me nuts. I was like, did I win? Did I lose? I don't remember. We've got three NBA games tonight. Uh, yeah. Celtics Hawks kicks things off at seven o'clock on ESPN. Celtics not even close. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take Boston with the road yeah, win. Hawks, Hawks have no business in the playoffs. Cavs at Knicks. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and company looking for a road win. Knicks are a, a slight one and a half point favorite. TK, who you got here? Um, Hart wants to take Cleveland. But I'm gonna take New York. 
I'm going to say Cleveland. Which is also against my heart because I hate New York. I hate the Knicks. I thought Cleveland deserved it. They should have won game one. If Donovan had any help whatsoever, they would have. I think he gets a little bit more help tonight. I think they. I, I think the Knicks are going to win the series. I know we got one more game. I think Cleveland game. wins this game. I know we got four minutes we're getting picked, but how the hell did Joel Embiid not get kicked out of the game? I, yeah. They threw I, out the dude who dunked on him. I mean, he literally just punt kicked the dude in the groin. Yeah. It's a mess. And it's funny because I was talking to my buddy when I saw it, and I'm losing it. He goes, hey, you like? I thought you wanted old school basketball. I was like, yeah. He's like, that's 80s if I've ever seen it. You get kick a guy in the groin, don't even get kicked out of the game. That's Robert Parrish's game to a T. I'm like, well, I guess you got yeah. a point. All right, last pick here. Uh, 9.30 on ESPN. Nuggets on the road taking on the T-Wolves series. Uh, Nuggets lead 2-0. Nuggets Denver's a two-point favorite here. This is this is another example of of a team like like Atlanta and like uh, and like and, uh, Minnesota who just are only in the playoffs because they have way too many team playoff teams available. They are not playoff caliber teams. I think Nuggets win. Um, Nuggets I'm with you win. there. We have one disagreement. I'm taking the Cavs and they upset on the road tonight. That's the, that's the one good series, really. Too. Besides that, I, I, I'm taking all three road teams tonight. Look at that. When is when is it? When do our crack and then uh, that's tomorrow night, right? They're back at it tomorrow in Colorado. Wait, no, no, they only. I mean, in Seattle. Yeah, they're but they're, are they only taking one day break? They have a one day break. They'll okay. play at ten o'clock on TBS tomorrow. Night. Hey NBA, listen to that. You don't have to take three days between traveling from Colorado to Seattle like you would. They're both lengthy playoffs. Everyone enjoy the yeah. spring game tonight. Enjoy Thunder if you're headed out there tomorrow. Have a fantastic, uh, very Louisville centric weekend. We'll see you guys back here at three o'clock on Monday. The cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman. When life gets rough, I like to hold on.